0: It's time for Windows Weekly. Paul Thorat's here. Richard Campbell's here. Do a little speculating about next week's big build conference. There might be some pretty important announcements. We'll also talk about Moment 3. It's coming next week. What can you expect? I'll install iPhone link for Windows uh, on the show live. It actually works. And it's the end of the line for 21 h two. What does that mean for you? Find out next on Windows Weekly.
1: Podcasts you love.
2: From people you trust. This is Twit.
0: This is Windows Weekly with Paul Therott and Richard Campbell. Episode 829, recorded Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. You can't spell Blair Witch without AI. Windows Weekly is brought to you by CashFly. CashFly delivers rich media content up to 10 times faster than traditional delivery methods and 30% faster than other major CDNs. Meet customer expectations 100% of the time. Learn how you can get your first month free at CashFly.com. We thank you so much for listening. As an ad-supported network, we're always looking for new partners, with products and services that will benefit our audience. With our tailored host-read ads, you'll get an authentic and proper introduction to your brand with every ad read. Visit twit.tv slash advertise and launch your campaign today. It's time for Windows Weekly, the show where we talk about the latest news for Microsoft. Next week, there's going to be a lot of news from Microsoft. This week, yep. I don't know. We'll find out because Richard Campbell's here
1: <laughs> in the dark. In the dark. In the dark. He is, like of the course. Like the Billy
3: Squire song.
1: The, the, the wall behind me is green, but I to be sufficiently lit, I don't think you can see the wall behind me at all. <laughs> no, it's really good. I like it.
3: It, it looks good. like you're hiding in a tent from the Blair Witch.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I am so <laughs> scared. Uh, Richard is in Antwerp, which I've just learned is in Belgium, of all places. Host of Run As Radio at uh, runasradio.com. Paul Thorat is also here. Hello, Paulie. Hello, Leo. Still in uh, PA. Indeed. Uh, Thorat.com is his site. They are both getting visibly excited. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. They are both invisibly <laughs> excited about Build, which is next week. And we should announce that we yeah. will be covering Build. Keynotes both Tuesday and Wednesday, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific noon Eastern. Uh, and because I think there's going to be some announcements. You think so too? You guys, are, if so, you can't say anything, let me just say.
3: I can neither confirm nor yeah. deny. Yeah. Well, actually, you could just go to the Build website and see for yourself. Yeah. There's, oh. there's, there's a lot of <laughs> information
1: there. It's oh. just a lot of AI. They're AIing a lot. Next
0: yeah. Week. Sam Altman's going to join Satya Nadella on Tuesday to talk about uh OpenAI which of course is 50
3: almost 50% Microsoft now. I yeah. assume they're going to announce their sale of OpenAI to Microsoft in full. <laughs> wow. Why not? Wow. Yeah. You think? Well, maybe, who yeah. knows. I, I think they want it. Yeah. Sam was I think uh, this was. there's the announcement, right? Forget Activision. We'll take uh, yeah. OpenAI instead. That could be it. Here you go.
0: Sam was uh, uh in Washington D.C. uh yesterday talking mm-hmm. to uh congress about ai and saying things that made congress happy like yeah we're scared of it too it's scary
3: please regulate my business please 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 regulate us we don't know what we're doing (laughs) we can't control it it can hear me now
0: that really inspires i gotta tell you such confidence (laughs) you've got got
1: all the blair witch going on today we really do
3: i am so (laughs) scared um you can't spell a Blair Witch without AI I'm just saying
0: (gasps) just saying shouldn't really have a show title so early but okay I'm gonna write that one down that's good that's a good one yeah that's a good one so um anyway we'll be covering that and we don't really know what they're going to talk about we're just kind of guessing it's going to be great uh Tuesday and Wednesday and I know people are interested that's the assumption we don't, you know, I mean, even Apple only gets one day. Google gets one day. Microsoft's going to get two. So just thank me later, okay? And here from Jameson, not the whiskey, I got a package for you guys. Hey, Leo. Love twit and all your shows, but Windows Weekly is by far my favorite. You really knocked it out of the park, bringing Richard in. He's great. I love the cohesion of you all three together and laugh so hard at all of Paul's witty humor. All the best, I'm Jameson. Paul
3: and Richard's wives.
0: <laughs> well, but he also sent a package, which oh, I'm. Oh my! I don't know what's in here. It's unfortunately it doesn't feel like a bottle. It feels something like something else. I don't know what. Yeah. What, what could this be? I'm really it's taking a, a chance cover. opening this in public. Is it white powder coming out of it? I don't know. And on um, I don't know.
1: Stream, yeah. Oh.
0: Oh, this is the. You know, oh, he's, he's joking because he sent me Steve the Steve Jobs book yeah, that uh, the Steve Jobs uh, group has put out in his honor. Well, that was nice of you, you Jameson. Know,
3: I, I thought it would be bigger. <laughs> 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 that's I'm really sure they nice. I hear that a lot.
0: This is uh, awesome. Of course, they have a website and so forth, but this is the book that yeah, they, really. they put out just, just recently. <laughs> Jameson, you are so kind. It's, you know, if. If they had a Bill Gates in his own words, we could do that instead. But uh, mm. anyway, that's very nice. So uh, I will
3: cool. tear this in half, yep.
0: and I'll send a half to each of you.
3: I want the top half.
0: Oh, wait. <laughs> 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 this is hysterical. Cool. This is great. I'm really thrilled to have it, actually. Um, that's great. Thank you, Jameson. Um, anyway, let's get to – so. Uh, so I've made the announcement that we're going to be here Early yep. uh, next Tuesday and Wednesday, and what we'll do probably is start Windows Weekly a little earlier. Can I mm-hmm. say why, Richard, or is that a secret? No,
1: nope, nothing's a secret. It's You've totally got a fine. big interview, uh, twelve thirty. Yeah, I got on the on the Wednesday. Um, yeah, uh, Mr. Mark Rosentlivich is <gasps> going to come on. Run as that's exciting. Yeah.
3: Did, you, so, did you see my awesome a- interaction with Mark on Twitter this week? I didn't miss it. Unfortunately, it must have been great. So some. <laughs> So I won't. I'm not going to name the publication, but mm. uh, we'll have a story about Rust later in the show. Mark tweeted about Rust being available in the kernel and blah blah blah. Whatever. Right. So, so some other publication wrote. Twitter user, Mark Rozinovich pointed out that. A Twitter user. Like, yeah. Twitter I'm user. like, yeah, Twitter Twitter user.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, real uh, that's the worst title anyone
3: could ever have. Is Twitter Let me user. Set the record I, I, straight on that one. Even Elon uh, sure doesn't that. want to be
0: seen
1: as Twitter user. Yeah, I think I want to refer to Elon from now on as Twitter <laughs> user, Elon Musk. That's a you good, know what? That's a good one. I Let's like do that. that from now on. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs>
0: Uh, Resinovich, of course, is, uh, in head of Azure and, uh, but also right. before that, he did sys internals. He's a great programmer. He's a novel. He reverse
3: engineered the NT kernel. You know, by the yeah. way, he mentioned, so he responded to this and he mentioned, I forgot about this because he's done so much. You kind of forget how, you know, all the stuff. He was the guy that found the Sony rootkit in the cds remember <gasps> yeah right yeah Everyone forgets, well, i forgot about it anyway, so i, I didn't realize I it was him no i didn't
0: know it we talked yeah, about so it he... extensively at the time
3: <laughs> i'm trying to find the exact quote he gave me i'm sorry i can't find this but he went on the today show at that time and they referred to him i think I, i'm just going to paraphrase because as twitter user can't... no there was no twitter no no it, almost so twitter user of the time it was like concerned consumer <laughs> Mark was <laughs> in a, like, you know, I, I could, I could be off a word, but it's basically. That's about you know, right. And, yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: And it was, so he's like, you know, like 20 years or whatever. At the time,
0: what was he? Just a, just a, some dude. I mean, he was, was he cis internals
3: by then? I don't know. Yeah. He was, con- yeah, was concerned. concerned. He was a concerned. Uh, uh, concerned. You know, at that time, uh, when was that? I mean, he was definitely doing cis internals by that point, I would imagine, mm-hmm. but that was like the late 1990s, wasn't it?
0: Sony yeah,
3: root kit. yeah. Look that up. Uh, no, was it that they long ago? They had distributed ago? like... 2005. Uh, d- 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 it was 2005. Because so he, he we talked about it on been Twitter, been, I remember. Yeah, he might have been at Microsoft by that point, but uh, certainly had the social internal stuff going on.
0: Sony BMG copy protection rootkit scandal in Wikipedia. A scandal erupted in 2005 regarding, regarding Sony BMG's implementation of copy protection measures, 22 million CDs, yep. which created invisible rootkit's... On your Windows machine, and would so they phone home to him
3: as Win Internals researcher. Okay, not right. concerned consumer.
0: Win Internals but- researcher.
3: <laughs> yeah. He joined Microsoft in 2006, so that is right,
1: okay, before, right before yeah, yeah. yeah the Sony reveal. <laughs> so excellent. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, and Sony oh just yeah. You know, oh yeah, the scandal erupted October 31st, 2005, when Win Internals, later acquired by Microsoft Corporation, researcher Mark Rasinovich, Posted to his blog a detailed description and technical analysis of the XCP software. Thank God Mark found it, because it was a rootkit. It was invisible.
2: Mm-hmm. It would
0: right. be hard to he find. Was, yeah. uh, so, s- s- so smart guy, even in 2005. And uh, I am jealous, because I, I have, we've had him on the show, haven't we, Paul? I feel like we've had him sure on the show. Sure we have.
3: Week, I mean, I've yeah. interviewed him a few times yeah. over the years. And I really think he's cool. Know, you know, we, we all know. That. He's, he's amazing. The, he's the ultimate yeah. cool. Yep, he's what every man wants to be. Yeah, rich, and every woman- tall, good-looking. <laughs> <Yeah. You know? laughs> I mean, muscular. I mean, it's pretty much the whole package. Okay, yeah.
0: So that'll be run as Radio. <laughs> you don't, you don't put yeah. those out the same day, though. You take a little
1: while to get them. It, it'll, that'll be a few weeks later. A few weeks later. But, uh, we, I haven't had him on the show in a few years. I think the last time. Yeah, uh, I think the last time he was on was uh, like 2012. Nice. You know, just, he's just—he's a busy guy. It's not easy to, to yeah. get him. I wanted to he's show you. He's one of the
3: most. Go ahead. Sure. I, was, I was just one of the most sought out speakers at these shows. Oh like, yeah, uh, Jeffrey Snover's gone. Developers love him, right? um mm-hmm. He's like yeah, Scott yeah, Hanselman. He's somebody
0: yeah. developers yeah. like, re- relate to, and uh when he says something, it's not corporate speak. It's like kind of. Genuine. We've,
3: i uh, Richard too. I'm sure I've been. Uh, we've yeah. been kind of privy to the internal, uh, <laughs> kind of fight over who ha- who gets the best scores at these shows, and you know, oh yeah. Kind of thing. And, it's so this no, is back, it's back it's a, it's excellent watching these guys yeah. go at it. It's really fun. Prisidovich,
1: uh, Manasseh Snover, back in the day. Uh, yeah. Snover, uh, Jesper Johansson. Mm-hmm. You know all and they and any given day those guys were going to get a top score. You yep. never oh, it's just,
3: if you want to see people just talking, you know, to each other, basically, it's, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah,
1: it's them standing in front of the big tech headboard in the speaker's lounge, waiting,
3: <laughs> looking for the at the scores. Come, you know,
1: that's
0: it. <laughs> yeah. exactly right. Funny. let's um get to windows 11 because i know people are just can't wait
1: yeah by the way do you coming. think
0: now that you're not yet nd8 or are you i'm just no, wondering I'm if yeah so you don't know anything yet so this is uh nope. in full ignorance yep. do you think windows 12 will be announced next week
3: i was just talking to brad about this this morning and i my guess is that it's not a it's not a hard guess to say they're going to talk about AI in Windows. It's one of those things they haven't really done yet. We've seen AI throughout Azure and Microsoft 365 more generally, but AI in Windows that's a that's a lock. Whether they actually name it as Windows 12, uh, that's an open thing. I, I it's I'm guessing they will utter the term Windows 12. Yeah. Interesting. But that's that's just
0: a guess. and Windows 12 will be the AI version, the AI Windows. release. Yeah. That's right. Yep. very interesting this is so exciting actually
3: yep i'm not very good at this kind of thing but i will just point out i've been talking about this for a while I, i've been talking about this since before the open ai stuff you know like the notion that windows 12 will be the ai release and i remember i talked myself into it on that show and i said maybe they'll require an mpu but realistically it'll probably just be better with an mpu mm-hmm. um I, I i more and more and then you see just more and more evidence of it as we go forward so it seems like this is going to happen
0: nice Good. Well, I'm excited. We we'll, Again, that's uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. And uh, if you can't be here for the keynote, you can certainly listen to Windows Weekly, as you do. Yeah, obviously, we'll
3: talk, we're going to talk week. a little bit more about Build uh, later in the show yeah. as well. Because uh, if you're interested in Windows, for example, which you might be watching this show, um, this is actually kind of a nice Windows-heavy show, Good. despite all the AI stuff, which honestly, in pre- previous several years, always hasn't been. Um, so that's kind of nice, too. We'll talk about that
0: you know, in a bit. Well then, let's talk about uh, the release preview of Windows yeah, 11. So,
3: uh, last week Microsoft released <laughs> to the release preview a build that will be brought to stable as what they're calling Moment Three internally. And I'm going to get to the whole Moment th- Moment thing just to kind of recap what what's going on there. But um, it hit the release preview last week. It will hit uh, it will hit a kind of public preview release in week d which is should be next week but this is one of those rare months where we have five tuesdays Hmm. so it could be the what is this the 30th instead of the 23rd i guess we'll see technically usually it's week d that's the plan that's the stated plan uh and then it will go stable on uh june 13th which is the second tuesday of june right the patch tuesday they got to start using week E's. That would just I know week, the the rare week E release. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who knows what we do then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are there some months with exactly. five weeks? I guess sort of. Yeah, there are, yeah, there are. four five of Tuesdays. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I think it happens at least, uh, once or twice a year. I would say. Well, Richard I feel like we had four these, times a year. Oh, four! There you go. Okay, four there. times a year. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was going to say I feel like we had one semi, you know, fairly recently. I gotta um, I gotta go rewrite my uh, my date code
0: clearly yeah i
3: had
0: no idea
3: Week E, well week e is not
0: not official it's
3: not it's not yeah it's not it's it's not an official like we always do this on week e although it is one if it's quarterly then maybe that's not a horrible thing it's not outrageous be kind of cool actually yeah yeah Yeah. so compared to i I did a a write-up about all of the new features that are in this thing i would say compared to the previous two moment releases this is the least interesting um, hmm. from an end user perspective, because there isn't a lot of front facing UI change or you know new features that are super interesting. If that makes sense, um, there is some stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, I would say I'm trying to think like what would people actually notice. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Not a lot that 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 brings it down significantly. One of them is that the snipping tool is becoming the default action for print screen. I talked about that a week or two ago. So that's coming yeah. in Moment 3. Um, but a lot of it is just kind of UI revision stuff. Um, uh, this change to Alt-Tab. So, for example, Alt-Tab today by default in Windows 10 and 11 will take in the three most recent Edge tabs in addition to all your open Windows. Um, and then you could change it to Don't Show Tabs, uh, five most recent tabs, or All Tabs. Uh, all, yeah, All Tabs and windows um now it's only going to be locked to 20 at the most so it's 25 or three or none um with with some small changes to that ui um, i think that's a memory issue um it probably has to do with sleeping tabs too I, you know edge by default will sleep tabs and they probably it's probably hard to make those show up or whatever or you switch to them and it's it's a slow switch uh, we talked about access keys remember a few weeks back uh that's coming I access keys is almost an accessibility feature. In fact, it may literally be an accessibility feature, even though they're not describing it as such. And what I mean by that is that most people will never see access keys ever. Hmm. Um, the way to see it is to select something or nothing in the an Explorer window or on the desktop, then hit the menu key on your keyboard. If you have one and that, um, you know, context menu. Oh, will look. appear. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it has access keys on it. So, and this is the, the point behind access keys compared to shortcuts, like keyboard shortcuts, is that they're only one keystroke. So you can, from that point, or not from that point, it's not Control so you, V
0: for view. It's just V once
3: you're in that mode. It's just V. Yeah. So the idea is you hit A key to bring it up. Then you hit A key to select something or move to the next level of the menu, right? So the, the view uh, choice is a good one because if you hit V, a sub menu will pop up off right. of it. And that too will have access keys on it, right?
0: So you hit the um, menu key, then V, and you got the view menu. Right. You hit the menu key O. Sort by menu. Yep. Now I I noticed there's capital, but capital E is the same as regular E. Yes. It's, it's not. Just, it's just the letter. It's yeah. Just you the don't letter. Have to e. hit okay. Yeah. You don't, so just, so menu E now refreshes whatever you're looking at.
3: That's cool. Yeah. So menu key E to Ooh. refresh. Menu key, D? Than- menu key D people
0: menu key D people use for display settings. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I feel like um, in in Windows as a whole, uh, we're used to certain things the control keyboard shortcuts, the alt sh- keyboard shortcuts. And now I would say even the Windows key keyboard shortcuts are pretty familiar to people. Um, Windows key key shorts or <laughs> shortcuts are kind of weird. Um, some menu or some keyboards don't even have the menu key. You
0: yeah, know? you know, I'm looking at my Lenovo, um, I
3: yeah. don't.
0: So I'll have to do shift. See, I'm never going to use shift F12D. So, shift F11. Yeah, Shift.
3: Shift, that one's tough because... Or Shift F11, it okay. See it, or I wrote Shift 11, but it might
0: be... No, you, Shift F11, then tap one of the... See, that's kind of annoying. Uh, so I'm never going to use that unless I have a menu key. But if you had a menu key, that's great. Yeah, yeah.
3: The problem I'm, is, I'm sure been, has the there been any the use for the
0: menu key until now?
3: <laughs> it
0: just popped up well, yeah, in right? It,
3: well, it brings up the context menu. That was, yeah. So, um, you so could a lot of the keyboards that, have
0: eliminated it because... It never did anything
3: that valuable, yeah. Well, it's non... uh, I would say context menus are kind of non-discoverable. Even though we've had this notion of right-clicking things in Windows since Windows 95, and before that in Office since Office, whatever that was, 6, the one before Windows 95, um, I... I don't know. Listen, we, pe- most people don't know Control-C is copy. No, I so know. What are, what are know. we expecting of I people know. here? But I you know,
0: I think I'm probably fairly typical where I use the Windows key a lot and I yep. use the right-click a lot. And those are kind of my go-tos.
3: Yeah. I, uh, when I went back to college, I uh, worked in a computer lab and and this had just happened. And so I, w- I didn't know anything about the software, but I, someone would raise their hand, like, what's up? And they're like, I can't find this thing. And I'm like, did you right-click it? And they're like, no. And then they're, oh, no, there it is. Oh, yeah see, so there you go. Cool, yeah. And they're like, oh, you're really smart. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a genius. <laughs> G- um, brilliant. I <laughs> <laughs> just had no idea what that feature was, but it's just right-clicking. It always seemed to help. Yeah. Um, anywho, beyond that stuff, I mean, honestly, uh, front-facing, like uh, you can add seconds to the second uh, the uh, system clock. I think we talked about that a little bit. Um, there really is really not much. This is not much. There is more stuff. I don't mean to say there isn't stuff. I'm just saying... Things that will impact most users and that they'll actually see and notice,
0: Ugh, I mean, not much. I know I always get excited when I see widget improvements.
3: Yeah, they're not even in the initial release, so okay. <laughs> don't get too excited about that one. Two I mean, I'm glad the
1: USB 4.0 stuff has been in, in, implemented. We don't have any hardware for it yet, but right. at least right. that's not going to hold us back. Yeah. You get some USB four hardware. Yeah. Win eleven will run. It.
0: Well, maybe you'll get some USB four hardware uh, next week.
3: Maybe possible. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. I'll I don't know what you're talking over, about. There. But, right. So <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and neither does he. Yeah. Uh, right.
0: Um, I like There's this. Also, you know what? This is you. This is something on the um, that you get on a on an iPhone uh, mm-hmm. two factor authentication code yeah. clipboard copy where it automatically copies mm-hmm. the authentication code of the clipboard because you know you're going to need to be pasting it. Because you're going to paste it, yeah.
3: Yep, that is nice. That's kind of nice. Especially nice. Right. Yeah,
0: it is nice. Um, yeah. Seconds in nice. system clock, that's huge. You know, game changer. <laughs> game changer. People have been asking for that for a
3: long time.
1: <laughs> VPN status. They need to I increment think. the version number. This is clearly... Clearly a massive... Yeah. With, now with seconds.
3: Yeah. The one thing I'm, I'm semi-intrigued by, uh, and not only because they miswrote it <laughs> in, in the UI, is this notion of presence sensing. A lot of computers have presence sensors in them, and that, that is something that detects when you walk up to and then leave the PC, right? Mm-hmm. So Windows today has very basic support for that. There's this notion that you... Actually, it's not even using a presence sensor. It, you, it can connect to a Bluetooth-powered uh, smartphone. And if that thing leaves the area, Windows will say, hey, it looks like you're gone. That's and great. lock the computer. I love that. It's okay. It's okay. Um, a better technology would be some kind of a camera-like sensor that actually sees yeah, you. hello could do The IR it?
1: device. Yeah. yeah. You got it. Anything that can do hello. Yeah, if you've got a yeah. hello
3: machine, so, you should be able to. Well, well, okay. So today the way that works is a PC maker has to implement the presence sensing part of it. So, in other words, the screen will come on as you approach it. Then Windows Hello will kick in and see you, and then yeah. you'll be signed in. That's kind of a that's nice good. set of functionality. Yeah. Um, but that's not built into Windows yet. But now that Presence Sensing is in Windows settings, I'm thinking they're going to be adding that capability directly to Windows. Which so, this, should.
0: this is part of Moment 3 as well.
3: Yep. So, Moment 3 that's, comes out Tuesday. When does it come out? Does that's have, the thing. All right. So, it, it technically comes out for everyone on Tuesday, June 13th. But because of the preview update schedule that we have now, right, that they just revealed back in I don't know, February, March, whatever that was, um, typically the preview version of this, which you have to go manually choose to I, download. I
0: might want to do that. I might want to flip that switch that I just got, yeah, right? Yeah, so
3: that should come out. Well, if they follow the normal schedule, it would be May 23rd, which is week D. Flip this here. But, this here, is this here switch. Get the latest yeah. updates as soon as they're available. Well, so actually, that's, gonna, that's an open question. So does that mean download a preview update? I don't think it does. Oh. I think you actually I think you still have to manually download it. I okay. think what that is referring to is I we talked about this, this is the controlled feature releases, which are the one off mini moments, right? Um that go out actually let's talk about the schedule. Because actually this this t- ties into this kind of next topic, right? There's <laughs> another uh, show title, is... by the
0: way, one off mini moments. Hold on, let me let me write that yes.
3: down. Yes. <laughs> um Well, because these things are all interrelated, right? So every couple of weeks now I've been talking about how Microsoft is changing the way that they update Windows, right? And they're they're kind of formalizing this new strategy, which they'll change in two weeks. But here's where it is now. (laughs) Um, Once a year we get a feature update, right? Capital F, capital U. This is a version upgrade. Um, Those things are deployed in the second half of a year, and they use a kind of a logical system where they have known good configurations that should have the highest success rate. With the feature update and they go to those computers first and then over time they let in more and more computers as they see more success and then eventually some months later four or five months later this thing will be completely deployed meaning if your computer is compatible with that version of windows you will get it there's nothing blocking it anymore Um, once a quarter they release this thing we just talked about which is a moment which is a series of feature updates that's why there's a bunch of them right um, it's actually, it's not a hundred percent clear how this thing is deployed. I, I think it is just deployed. In other words, that day comes patch Tuesday hits once a quarter, it will be installed. Eventually you can go get it. You know, you could look at, at, uh, at windows update to make it happen, but you could just sit there and wait and it will eventually just be installed. It's mandatory. Here's right? your it's moment. Gonna, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But then between moments, <laughs> right. Also between feature updates, I guess we have these things called controlled feature releases and these are released so far almost almost every single month I, they only skip january as we discussed previously those are deployed randomly which is crazy um uh, because there's no compatibility issue here so they want to do it in little controlled waves and see you know make sure there aren't big mistakes not that that's ever stopped them and then eventually they'll go out to everybody and this is why you see some computers that have one feature and some computers don't it's it's random how those things go out And then I just threw this in here just to be complete. I mean, also apps are updated. They can be based, they can happen anytime, right? An an app could be updated literally every day if they wanted to. Um, So that's the system we have now. I actually think that moments and controlled feature releases are exactly the same thing, technically, right? That um, the only difference is the volume of updates and maybe how it's deployed. In other words, I don't believe that moments are actually deployed randomly. But then again, individual features in a moment could be deployed randomly. So maybe a moment is just a combination of several CFRs. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know.
1: This isn't anyway. confusing at all.
3: No. Listen, this is uh if I it wasn't for this, I wouldn't have a career. This is what I live for. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> this is This is what um, you were
3: born for, Paul. That's right. That's right. Um Yeah. It's, <laughs> I helped my, uh, it's my stepmother, sort of to watch a uh, college graduation on her computer. And she was thanking me and thanking me and thanking me. And I, it was for my nephew. And I said, "I listen, it's the only thing I can help you with. <laughs> if you, if you, if you needed electrical work or some screw thing and, you know, put in or some whatever, I can't do any of that stuff. No. <laughs> this is all I can do. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. It's like, be yeah. grateful.
0: I'm yep. never going uh, <laughs> to, never going to be able to mow the lawn, but I can fix your computer. So, yeah. There's that.
3: So, <laughs> this um, this process of updating Windows is Microsoft calls it continuous innovation. They used to call it Windows as a service. Right. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's just a different marketing a nice name spin, for the same. spin, though. We're, we're yeah, it makes it seem like a, it's like a, it's like a fun thing. Yeah, it's a fun um, thing. I was re- yeah. So if you follow Google, you you might have seen stories from Google oriented blogs that were talking about the few number of times that Google Google executives uttered terms like. Android 14 during the Google I.O. keynote. In fact, they only said it once. Right. They didn't say Google Assistant even Mm -hmm. once at all. Yeah. They They said Android a bunch of times. They're
0: doing an AI thing, and they don't mention their voice assistant. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. Weird. Um, Google executives uttered the term AI over 110 times during that keynote, over once per minute. It's incredible, right? Yeah. So for, for someone like me who follows Microsoft, I see that, and I think, oh, man, I recognize this. This is what happened to Windows, right? This is, this is exactly, so it was all cloud, 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 cloud. Now it's going to be all AI, AI, AI. And what gets shunted to the side is the thing I care about, which in my case is Windows, right? So I'm like, that's really interesting. So I started reading some of these stories. And um, the one of the Google guys, uh, Samir Samad, who was on stage during that I.O. keynote, was asked by The Verge, you know, you're not talking up Android, like what's going on? And then he said something that really resonated as well. And he said, Because we can update Android so many different ways and so often now using like the play system and app updates, the exact kind of system that we have in Windows, right? With this continuous innovation thing. He says, honestly, an annual update is not that big of a deal for us anymore. Um, Hmm. There will be some new features that will ship in the new version of Android when it arrives this fall in Android 14. But the reality, especially if you have Pixel, Pixel, think about it, like how similar the system is, right? They have um, uh, things that update through the store, so they can update system components at any time. Pixels get, uh, what do they call them, feature drops, which are like moments, right? Once a quarter, they get a bunch of new features across the P- Pixel ecosystem. It's kind of cool, right? And uh, so Android 13, 14, whatever comes out every year, and it's like, yeah, you know, it's like, whatever. You know, it's not a big deal. <laughs> and so it's it's very, very similar, actually, to what Microsoft is doing. Uh, in fact, my my theory is that Microsoft... Uh, which is kind of jealous of the success of mobile is probably copying what they're doing in mobile, essentially with windows. They're trying to make windows more like mobile, you know, mm. uh, even though it's this legacy operating system, for the desktop makes it, me wonder it's
1: been an ongoing battle to say, what is the right cadence for windows? Right. I'm, I'm and you know, we figured out that the big updates every quarter was too many and then it was twice a year Yep. Like now that they're granularizing a bit, or I'm just happy they're working on this. It means there's new minds there is actually that, yeah. concerned yep. about this yep. and trying to find a better way.
3: Right. Well, you'll, you'll appreciate this, Richard. Um, uh, I think updating Windows is like traveling. You either do it too much, or you don't do it enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know,
1: either way, you're and, uh, never good at it, and
3: you're never happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. You're never going to be happy. So yeah, I you know I wonder. I wonder if. Uh, mobile app providers like Apple and uh, Google are feel pressure from the web, right? Where you can flip a switch and update everything all at once. You know, yeah. Uh, there's there's always a faster model of updating than the one you're doing. Yeah,
1: just press uh, refresh. Right? You don't get it, a also,
3: it also kind of raises the issue about Apple, right? Because Apple Apple does release little interim updates, obviously, and some sometimes the you know iOS 16 has had several updates. Some of them include new features, right? but they really do still rely on that big bang release every year. And I think the reason is they're selling hardware. It's
1: good for marketing. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's just, if they don't have something to sell, it makes the whole thing seem less interesting.
1: And every time there's a new piece of hardware, the fact that everything's moved around is acceptable.
3: Yes. As opposed (laughs) to
1: the hardware you were using yesterday and are still using today, you no longer understand.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I mean, I complain about Microsoft because I care more. um, And I, I feel like we're more um used to or accepting of updates happening all the time on mobile for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I I think in the past we justified it by the fact that these were new platforms, relatively speaking, and they needed that yeah. level of updating. I think now that we're in what are we, sixteen years into the iPhone. Um yeah. uh, you know, they could slow down. <laughs> you know. Yeah. They're they're there.
1: They're not doubling their market anymore, you know. It's yeah. It is a, uh, it is so to speak, a red ocean, right? Like everybody who's got a device has got a device. They're right. all fighting for market now, and and one of the features that a lot of people look for is reliability.
3: Yeah, right, right. Well, one way to be reliable is to stop changing the damn thing every week. But yeah, you know, yeah, weird. That's you know, I know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so there's that. Um, and then I, this is kind of a, it's not a rhetorical question. I just don't know the answer to it. You know, one of the mysteries of the past year or so as the insider program has changed and changed and changed is that we got into a situation where people would be in the dev channel, the beta channel, or I think even the release preview channel. And they flipped that switch in settings to say, when the, when this version of windows ships, I'm going to get off of the insider program. And because of the way the insider program changed where none of those things, except for the release preview channel, were actually associated with the windows version, you could never get off the treadmill. Right. <laughs> so they've had to open these kind of artificial magic windows, or they called them, I think they called them off ramps by which people right. could get out. And of course, they would say to these people, look, uh, you're technical. You can figure out how to wipe this thing with an ISO and get back to stable.
1: Yeah. Pave the machine, which is inevitably yeah. the correct
3: answer. Yeah. It's always a, yeah. I, that's what I like to do, actually. But um, I did install Moment 3 via the release preview on a couple of computers because I needed to document it and get ready for the book. And I'm wondering, I, f- I did flip that switch. Will I get onto stable after Moment Three ships on June thirteenth? And I, I mm-hmm. don't actually know. I'm going to find out. So we'll find out. All right. So All right. That, they say is that it's it's, mm-hmm. it's progress. I'm going to call it it's progress. Just, it's some kind of grass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really sure. It's grass it's just at least grass
0: ingress egress progress we don't know we got the grass part that's the key right you that's choose the get. preposition <laughs> uh where are we on aggressive that? aggressive, <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> right
3: yeah um all right so there's that and then um we gotta talk about phone like, yeah i mean it was uh i think it was only a few months ago that they announced this in the insider preview and it's kind of moved forward rather quickly and now it's available to everybody. So assuming you have Bluetooth in your computer, which you would if you have a laptop, especially oddly, I do not on this computer, which is a desktop computer. And I kept thinking I wasn't getting mm. this update, but I eventually figured out it was because I don't have Bluetooth. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I can, I have other computers, but you can now uh, launch phone length, the app, which is included in windows 11 and connect it to an iPhone or an Android device. Right. So it's been an Android device for a long, long time. Um, it's not as full-featured as the Android functionality. It has partial support for iMessage, right? The uh, Apple messaging, I almost called it a standard, the uh, the proprietary uh, Apple <laughs> It's a standard if you're using an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, it's a standard for about 50% of the world. But yeah, yeah, whatever it is.
0: Um, so I'm gonna install this, this phone. I don't know why it's not installed on here. So I'm gonna install this from the store. This is it, right?
3: Yep, you don't have, really.
0: Yeah, I thought it was. I'd used it before.
3: Yeah, it comes with Windows, yeah. Yeah, isn't that odd? Okay, well, you should you have an iPhone with you there? Yes, I'm gonna try it. Oh good you, yes. you can, this, this will be interesting. We don't really have the thirty seven minutes it's going to take for you to set this up, but um.
0: <laughs> I was so <laughs> and, you know I'm sitting excellent. here I also I, you know I have a pixel and I've used it with the Samsung and and loved it. yeah. so I'm gonna open phone link, which I've just installed.
3: I suspect you're gonna to have to install a mobile app on your iPhone I oh now it says use phone.
0: your Android phone from your PC. Oh, no, so that's oh, a little heard, discouraging, yeah.
3: okay. So I need an app so, on my iPhone too, called PhoneLink. Yeah, but you're not gonna. That's not what you're not. So, so what you're seeing there, this is all right. So th- this is not related to CFRs, but this is one of the issues of the Windows. Um, and it it relates not just to apps, which are updated through the store, obviously, uh, but also to system components like OneDrive, which is integrated into Windows 10 and 11. Um, there are three versions of the OneDrive UI out in the world, and I whether this is CFR related, I don't. You know, I don't know. Uh, it's irritating. Um, and then what you're seeing is just an app store thing. So for some reason you downloaded this thing to your computer, yeah, and it gave you big not mistake. the very latest version. Oh well, no, I mean that's weird. Like I, I don't understand how you could have possibly not gotten the very latest version. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I have it now on my uh, on my iPhone, and it says to
0: uh, scan the QR code on my Windows machine.
3: So how do you? So do you? So you you already have that? Oh, I just installed somehow.
0: it. You did? Oh, you just got it now? Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, but you can't. Uh, there's nothing to you, you can't. No, it, doesn't, it doesn't have the option. You're not seeing the correct. Well, what if I? Um, what if I pretend this is an Android phone?
1: It, 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 we'll, uh, we'll, I wouldn't we'll, do that. So we'll, we'll go wrong?
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It just changed. That's oh, so okay. weird. Now it says you now you have two take two your buttons. phone. There is.
3: Okay, that's what you look
0: for. That's yep. so you weird. You saw what happened. You saw it. I have yeah. a recording. Well, I saw the
3: old UI, and now you have the right UI. Yeah. There you so goes. I'm gonna press.
0: click the iPhone button.
3: All kinds of now stuff like I've Windows got the scan. The, the
0: first the scan QR code. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I got the QR code. Continue with pairing Bluetooth. Okay. Okay. I don't suppose my showing that QR code on on the screen will give some. I was time. trying to scan it, but you didn't give me <laughs> enough time. Now I'm getting a pair. I'm saying yeah. pair. P A I R, not P E A R. Although I would love a pair right now if you had mm-hmm. a nice juicy I would too, actually. Yeah, Bosch or.
3: I do a pair of vodka. Does that help?
0: <laughs> okay, I'm pairing the device, and it says continuing Bluetooth. Ooh, 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 ooh. <gasps> Look at that.
3: Allow no, no X1 there.
0: Extreme to receive I, your iPhone notifications. Allow. Okay, yeah. view your PC for instructions, it says on the uh, on the iPhone. Charing it says, them. you know, view your PC for Listen, instructions. Listen, if this is anything like the Android setup, well, I you're going yourself by the yeah, time yeah, this is yeah. done. Open, turn on system, show to f- sh- turn on share system to in your f- to view, <laughs> turn on show notifications, turn on sync contacts. Oh
1: my god. Okay.
0: Where when do I do these steps? Or maybe this is you're all set. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Sure.
1: <laughs>
3: sure. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: Sure. Welcome to the phone link app. So is it the same as Android, or are there some
3: not some features missing? There are some features missing. Yeah. In fact, uh, you know, there's three levels of support here, right? So if you have a Samsung device, a certain Samsung devices, um, you get you get m- many more features, yeah. That works great right, with just the to S- run apps. Yeah, right? that was, yeah,
0: yeah, that was really cool. Obviously, I wouldn't yeah, be able so, to do
3: that. Yeah, Android has other features, and then uh, iOS is kind of at the bottom uh, so
0: far. Okay, open settings. So I have to do some stuff on the uh, yeah. I remember doing this on the Samsung too. You had to go through a bunch of permissions in order to have this work. So open settings and tap on Bluetooth, okay. Tap the info next to X1 Extreme, which I am paired to, because I think, because I did it, yeah, info, okay. Sync contacts, yes. (gasps) That was cool. So now my contacts are syncing. What could possibly go wrong? And now it's doing that. So yeah, so there's a few, I did this with the Samsung, I remember. Mm -hmm. Look at this! It's got my call history.
3: That's cool.
0: Let's see if it's got my messages. I'm not going to show this on the screen. Oh, I have to get permissions
3: for messages. So, like I said, there's lots to go.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
3: (laughs) Lots. You're going to be dicking around with this for a while. It's the way.
0: All right. Uh, You all continue with your show, and I'll do. (laughs) I'll do my. Okay. Yeah. Listen. I'm glad they did this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's now saying. Uh Show notifications and sync contacts. Okay, turn on show notifications. Oh, good, I turned that on. Okay, done. Okay, this actually feels like it was a little easier than I on the
3: Samsung. Yeah, look, my messages are there. Look at that. It's probably easier because there's less to do. Right, <laughs> Right. there's less. It, it does less, so there's less to. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's. Yeah. The point. Okay, so there you go. I haven't tried it yet. Like I said. Yeah,
0: this is awesome. Android.
3: Take, Android takes a while to set up. It's. Uh, it's it, was, it was. It was quite through. a few steps. I remember. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay, but it
0: does is, less, so I only have to turn yeah. on two things, basically.
3: Sure. Well, Apple people like minimalistic stuff, so it's probably best.
0: <laughs> here is one. Unknown numbers. As we work to improve this feature, the first message from first-time senders will not sync. <laughs> well, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I never heard of this person. Uh, okay. So my message is, uh, yeah, they're here. I'm not going to show them because it has phone numbers, but... That's cool. And calls. Let's see. Calls. Yep, calls. Calls are here too. Mm -hmm. This is... uh, But not... One of the things I really liked... There were several things I liked about the Android. One is I could see um, photos. Doesn't look like it can do that. Uh, Oh, look, though. I am seeing...
3: It doesn't do group messages.
0: Yeah. I'm seeing Um, uh, notifications. (sighs) There's someone at my front
3: door. Uh, My watch is charged. So, yeah, this is... So it does uh, yeah. So it's like send and receive text messages, make and receive phone calls, see contacts, and iPhone notifications. So no apps can't run apps. Yeah, so you can't do like you can't, can't see my photos, the, which is UI too bad. The phone, yeah, and play with the phone on the screen. You can't yeah. stream an app.
0: Which so basically, it's messages feature. is what it is. It's notifications and messages.
3: And well, messages is kind of the final frontier when it comes to integrating. Well, that's Apple, a good point. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You know, mm-hmm. So it's only partial, but it's it's you know, it's it's. Better than nothing. I mean, that's a no. This is great, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very happy. Right. Yeah, that's better. been that if you want to see it'll your crazy. photos, you can install iCloud Photo Library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can photos do it that in the way. Photos app. Right, right. right. Um. Okay. Yeah,
0: th- th- you're right. That's the biggest bridge to cross, which is interoperability yeah. with Apple's uh, iMessages. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So it works. You just saw me do it in live. In, in vitro setup. <laughs> Let's see what else. Windows 10 version
3: 21H2. Bye yeah, bye. So bye bye. January oh, bye. 2015. Terry Myerson stood on a stage and said, "Our goal is to have as many people as possible on one version of Windows 10." And in right. June, they're going to achieve that <laughs> uh, because there will only be one supported version of Windows. <laughs> that will be, uh, yeah. Windows 10. Uh, version 22H2, which will be the only supported version of Windows 10, not including LTSC you know, um, for normal people or whatever. Oh, I'm so glad um, I don't through, do the radio show yeah. anymore. Oh, my mm-hmm. God.
0: There's so many people on, you know, 1809 yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And none of that's supported. It's all gone.
3: I, lo- I love bringing up an old Windows 10 computer and just seeing the bizarre weirdness of, you know, version of whatever it was. Days. Yeah, all yeah. the, yeah. Just remember
0: 1809.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep and what a day. i'm so glad it's gone what a year okay. yeah so that's kind of interesting um but yeah next uh june i don't remember the exact date but sometime in june is you know i can just look i guess um support for 21 h2 is ending june 13 that uh, june 13 is Patch tuesday right so that mm-hmm. that day is etched into my brain
0: so if that you're still sense, using
3: windows 10 you will c- be up get to 22
1: h2 Yep. No, they're going to manually upgrade you. Yeah. Or you'll be at 22H2. You yeah.
3: will yeah. be. They're no. really going to push Windows 11 on you if your computer is uh, supported by Windows 11 too. Okay. Full screen cool. ads.
0: So if <laughs> you are using one of Steve's, uh, Steve Gibson's little apps like In Control,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you might want to just let your computer know that you're no longer in control. Know, Microsoft <laughs> is. <laughs> right. He's coming so, for nice it. Nice try,
3: but no. Yeah. Yeah. This really not. Any great reasons I can think of for someone to stick on an older version of Windows no, 10? No, 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 I don't think there are big compatibility issues no. with any of those releases, or certainly not the past several. I, I don't remember 21H2 explicitly, but I, I would say the last three or four have been incredibly minor updates. Um, you know, 22H2 was a nothing burger. I mean, there was nothing there at all. Yeah. So going from 21H2 to 22 h yeah, is... Yeah, what could go yeah. wrong? Come on, go on,
1: people, do it, do it. And, and we, <laughs> we only need a couple more versions of Windows 11 before it basically does everything Windows 10 does anyway. Yeah,
3: I think that's almost part there. of the plan. It's like you just kind of lose. Wait a minute. Wait a minute wait a minute, wait a minute. wait a minute.
1: Wait a minute.
0: Windows 11 does not yet do everything Windows 10 did.
3: Right. no <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Wait. What? Mm-hmm. What? For example,
0: what, you, you can't me, move yeah. your
3: taskbar to any side of the screen.
0: Right. Oh, okay. But yeah. anything important?
3: Well, I guess that's important. I, every to one of people. these things is important to someone, which yeah. is the problem, mm-hmm. right? So, um, if, the, if it's important enough for a large group of someone's like right clicking the taskbar and getting to task manager, they'll add that, yeah. you know, <laughs> and there is some evidence, by the way, there's, they're working on moving the taskbar around. I don't, I don't think we're going to see some windows 10 features like um, uh, the ability to add toolbars to a taskbar, that kind of thing. Um, but, they're adding uh, grouping and um, icon grouping in the taskbar is coming sometime soon. Um, other, you know, there's, there's other regressions. There's a lot, when Windows 11 first shipped, there were tons of them, right? And now they're slowly. Hey, hey, hey! What's going on over there? Right. You can't
0: see <laughs> oh, you that. Need... <laughs> yeah. I forgot that. Uh, this is
3: a family friendly show. It wasn't
0: on camera, but uh, I forgot that it's part of the Zoom. It's just my wife. It's all right. We're married. Oh, we can do that. How dare you? <laughs> hi, Lisa. Come on, come on, come on. Now that now that you're on camera, you, you so that they know what. It's too late now. They know what they missed. They know what I. Love. I just wanted to say hi. That's all. I had just had a quick question. You have a question? What's your no, question? No, no, For you. Oh, for me. Oh, okay. Sorry about okay. That. <laughs>
3: you <got to> go. <laughs> Sorry you know my wife can't come in and give me a kiss during well, the show well she know. could i
0: would go off i would switch the camera off if you want of course we'd be able to see it though not not the uh people at home yeah the sure. you, you people in our home audience that's <laughs> so getting Sorry, a different version I, I didn't mean to break the fourth the, wall or whatever. Was. you broke the fourth yeah. wall man <laughs> everybody's saying hi lisa uh, continue. I'm sorry. Were you were you done with the, I whatever? I Yeah, neither. Thinking. We've all gone. <laughs> we're a little just crazy yep. here. I would like to do. we don't a like hat. girls
3: in our club. I don't know. I, I know.
0: No man. girls allowed. Did you see the sign? <laughs> Can't come in our treehouse. Our show today is brought to you by Cashfly. And you know, when I say that, I say it uh, and mean it quite literally. Because Cashfly is what we call a CDN. It's our CDN, Content Delivery Network. And, you know, it's so important. It has been for more than a decade. When we first started uh, Twit back in the aughts, (laughs) uh, I guess it was 2005, 2006. We're in our 18th year now. In the early days, it was like a website, and you would download for the website. That failed almost instantly. And at, I don't know if you remember, I was begging people. I was saying, could you please seed a BitTorrent for us because otherwise no one can download the show. That's when Matt Levine, one of the founders of CashFly, came to me and said, Leo, 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 let me help. And the rest is history. We've been literally using CashFly. When you get the show uh, everywhere but YouTube, if you get it from our website, if you subscribe to the RSS feed, it's coming to you, video or audio, from CashFly. And I got to tell you, that's really important to us. It's kind of infrastructure. Maybe you don't see, but if it didn't work, you would sure know about it. We would sure know about it. And I have to say, in all this time, more than twelve, thirteen years, Cashfly has been flawless. Video is important. Viewers are not going to wait around. If they come to the site and they press the play button and they have to buffer, it's not going to. They're not going to do it. Shoppers abandon carts on e-commerce sites. That are slow. You've done it, I'm sure. You go, ah, that's, I don't care that much. Gamers will leave bad reviews if the latency is high. Paul does that all the time. Paul, little hint, it's not the latency, it's you. Uh, but if if you're, you know, going around oh. like... <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> if you're, you know, you're, you're playing your game and you come around a corner and you don't see what's around the corner until it's too late, that's not good. That's not good. That's why CashFly is so important to people who put out games, people with their websites and shopping carts, people like us, podcasters. Customers these days now expect a flawless experience when they're engaging with your content. I've, on every any device, anytime, anywhere in the world, CashFly has been doing this longer than almost anybody. Since 1999, they have had the track record for high-performing, ultra-reliable content delivery. That's That's more than... 20 years is 24 years cashfly was the first for instance to use tcp anycast that was back in 2002 that's an innovation other cdns are just catching up with quality of experience that's the metric the single most important metric for us serving content for cashfly if you're serving content simultaneously to a large distributed audience on a global scale your delivery stack actually can be your secret weapon with Cashfly. You get ultra low latency video streaming that can deliver to more than a, a million concurrent users. What's unbelievable? Lightning fast gaming that delivers downloads faster, gives you zero lag, glitches or outages. Mobile content optimization that offers automatic and simple image optimization on your site, so that your site loads faster on any device. You know, whether it's a phone. Uh, or a big old computer. CashFly is the only CDN built for throughput, and they specifically focus on delivering rich media content up to 10 times faster than traditional delivery methods. And that was, certainly was the experience we had, up to 30% faster than their major CDNs. And I love CashFly because they work with you. When you first set up your... In fact, I would recommend you go right now to CashFly.com and do that first. Talk about, you know, here's my usage... Here's what I'm worried about. They're very flexible. You could set up a contract that fits your needs. You'll never pay for service overlap again. You'll get flexible month-to-month billing as long as you need it. If you uh, you'll, if you decide, okay, I think we got this now, you can get discounts for fixed terms once you understand and you're happy and they're happy. Design your own contract when you switch to cash That was huge for us. With more than 3,500 clients, over 80 countries, they're all over the world, Organizations consistently choose CashFly for scalability, reliability, unrivaled performance. And we know that because we've been using CashFly. What, what, do you remember, You were you even here, Lisa, when we started using CashFly? You were. Yes. So this was 2009, maybe? I think it was eight. 2008. 2008. So 15, 15, 14 or 15 years. We love CashFly. You will, too. Learn how you can get your first month free at CashFly.com. C-A-C-H-E fly you've heard me say that a few times cashline.com all right back we go
3: i need to make out with my
0: wife so if you guys would just take over and do the I show for a little literally bit
3: literally would have had my wife come in here and make out with me but she's on a work call so I- <laughs>
0: <laughs> and richard you got nothing but diamond merchants where you are so miles away
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> It was literally like, so, <laughs> you were, you were so. jealous, weren't you? That's hysterical. <laughs> That's hysterical. Let's talk about AI uh, and Bing yeah. chat and all that. Briefly.
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this thing, you know, uh, Microsoft, what was it, February? It feels like a million years ago, but they've updated their Bing chat experience dozens and dozens of times. They've made mm-hmm. it available inside different products, including Microsoft Edge, Skype, which we really, really don't talk too much about. Um, Nor should you. yep (laughs) but actually you know in the early days when you had to get on a wait list you could use you could interact with the chat bot in skype without waiting like it was just available you know so that was like an early way to kind of get in if you wanted to experience it so the latest update is just a bunch of stuff i mean i don't know that uh, this is like huge but chat history which is something people have been asking for um for example when i use dolly have it make images, obviously it saves all of the images it created. So in the same way, the chatbot will now save all the conversations. Yeah, that's had. funny
0: because that's something open AI chat, has, you know, chat GPT has always done. Yeah. In fact, yeah. they they now they, people complain they have a switch that says don't do that because right. of, the, <laughs> of the privacy yeah. concerns, yeah.
3: right? I, I think, I yeah, I was going to say, I think a lot of the embarrassing questions we might ask an AI, we would I, like to see. I didn't you know.
0: realize Bing didn't do that. That's interesting.
3: Yeah, it didn't before, but they've always, they, they've said, maybe not from the beginning, but from early on, that was an early bit of feedback. So they've added that um, a richer chat experience, meaning now there's more visual search results that will occur in chat conversations. Those are going to be videos and graph graphics, graphs, uh, you know, et cetera. So that's all cool. Um, to me, in some ways, the more interesting bit here is not this destination that is bing.com, but rather that this uh, functionality will be available wherever you are. Right. So, they're adding uh, Bing chatbot capabilities to SwiftKey, which is their virtual keyboard in iOS and Android. They've added it already to Edge on the desktop. They're adding more of it to Edge on mobile, and then also to uh, they're enhancing the capabilities in Skype. So, for example, if you go into Skype today, you could you'll have to add you have to add it, but it will ask you if you want to add um, the Bing AI as a like a user like a fake user. You can now inter- interact with the Bing chatbot in group chats. So it could be two or more human beings all asking questions of the same chatbot. Um, yeah. So that's kind of cool. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they were chatting to each other in that context. Is the chatbot yeah. going to intercede every so often? Maybe it's the mediator.
3: Yeah, let's see if we can get this thing to interrupt. <laughs> it's like, guys, guys, don't argue. You're both wrong.
1: Yeah. Um, and what does it do when you say, hey, I wasn't talking to you?
3: right <laughs> i don't know well, probably uh the same way that like you know Siri or the Google assistant i i, I most of my interactions with those things are me sell- telling it to shut up i wasn't talking to you you don't think rude about it you know that yeah. kind of thing so I, I bing is probably used to this kind of behavior so uh <laughs> i'm sure they'll be okay with it And then just before we started the show, uh, they announced Microsoft. They announced that they're removing the weightless. I'm sorry, that's not what that is. I'm sorry. They announced rather that they are allowing unauthenticated chat access on Bing on Bing at Hmm. Bing.com, meaning you don't have to sign in to your Microsoft account. So this is some semi similar to what they did with widgets in Windows 11, right? You can now access it without having to sign in with a Microsoft account. Um, I'm a little surprised
1: that they did that.
3: Like, yeah, I think this is about. Well, okay, I'm going to be cynical. I think this is about keeping the user uptick going.
1: Right. Um, I think a lot of people. Being able to say the largest market share number you can say.
3: Yeah. I think a lot of people look at this thing and say, oh, uh, I I, I heard about this in the news. It's everywhere, but Microsoft kind of like.
1: I'm not doing that. That's crazy, So I mean, maybe that's literally an experiment. Will it make a difference? Yep. I'm not convinced that it would. And I suspect if you compared the quality of the. Messaging to the unsigned in versus the signed in, you'd see a difference.
3: It could be they're going to limit you. I mean, you can only have five chats per session, for example. I think Bing Chatbot had some limitation like that at the very, very beginning. Very Um, quickly
1: on, yeah, because of the cash overflow.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this part of it, I don't know if they're using these. They must be using these conversations to kind of feed the the demon and you know see what the feedback looks like and all that stuff. So that's it's helpful for that. But I. I really think a lot of this is about keeping momentum going.
1: Um, so yeah. Re- li- really, this is squeezing the lemon for every drop
3: you yeah, Exactly. Get. Yep, exactly right.
1: <laughs> I, do oh, have yeah, a, this... I do have some shows coming up soon that are very much about how these bots were made and oh, just okay. how much labor went into them to train them.
2: Right, right.
1: Hmm. Should we talk about antitrust? Because antitrust is fun.
3: Yeah. This week in antitrust, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about Microsoft's antitrust victory later in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was also the beginning of a defeat. Um, we know that uh, the EU is investigating uh team's integration with the office suite, Microsoft 365. This um, is a un- Slack complaint. Yep. That's right. Um, and then unrelated to that, uh, actually several complaints from, uh, EU based cloud providers, um, there their are VH some cloud Aruba, I know. There are some next cloud and now something called—nope, that's not the name of it. Never mind. Uh, uh, and then an industry group called CISPA, <laughs> C-I-S-P-E, uh, which is tied to Amazon and AWS. In case you thought this was completely on the up and up, ah, uh, yeah, has complained about Azure and um, believing that Microsoft is growing share in Europe at the expense of uh, local uh, companies and blah 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 whatever. So, I mean, this is a uh, better product. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, Well, I don't know anything about these products, but I would trust uh, Microsoft Azure before I would, you know, trust something called Aruba. But Mm -hmm. Aruba's
1: been around a long time, but they were a networking services company most of the time. So apparently they have a cloud product now. And, yeah, you know, my first instinct would say, well, how many data centers should they have? Like, what Mm -hmm. redundancy Mm -hmm. are they going to
3: give me? Oh, three. Oh, really?
1: (laughs) Yeah, what localization are they going to give me? Like, these are the questions, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, and I've not thought more than a market for three worldwide providers ever really, Right, right. just because why, you know, this, the whole point of cloud is scale and, yes. and more so make it better, especially, you know, the, the dangerous part here is, are you going to convince the EU that offering more than virtual machines in the cloud is anti-competitive? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you never uh, know with the EU, do you? That's the funny I thing, know. right? You know. Yeah. And this well, idea I'll that it's say, an informal look, inquiry, I love that term.
3: We're just that's the thing. Asking. We're, just, we're asking questions. We're not, that's that's not
1: how it deal. always it's starts, isn't it? That's how yeah. it starts. Just asking.
3: It's the I, real, you know, given Columbia, right? One more question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got one more yeah. question. <laughs> All right. Before you leave, uh, here's the real question <laughs> um, Given the regulatory climate and the way Microsoft has worked with regulators in the EU, but other things, which we'll talk about later. Um, I suspect that the company will work proactive, proactively to answer these concerns and offer some level of integration with these companies. Do so, do something to you know because I I don't know that they can just say, hey, look, we can't do you know we can't do business here. Obviously, is not the answer. So, do you um, think
0: that initially uh, companies when they heard this were kind of like standoffish, but now seeing how aggressive the EU has been, uh, you know, Microsoft certainly has learned a lesson, right? They're going to be uh, you I, know, much well, more anxious about, you know, giving them some outs, and of course, look what they did for the this is a thing, and that didn't help in the
3: UK. Yeah, but no one, So that's the thing, though. No one from the EU complained about uh, mm-hmm. the Activision yeah. Blizzard. In fact, the EU the just said, right. "Go ahead, right? Didn't they? Right." That they, was, yeah. the, the, we'll get to this, but the, the but, but the nobody issue, complained in the UK either. Right. Those guys even the way, way the even the, the other way cloud the e- gaming works,
0: guys said no no i yeah, don't no, have a problem yeah.
3: no no well right but in this case c- companies did complain so think about some of the the big eu cases right the intel thing which was uh, complaints from amd um the uh, spotify case against apple right the the way these things start is some company yeah with eu assets or based in the eu will go to the EC- the uh, european commission and say hey um this gigantic U.S. Uh, company—it's always U.S. company—is beating us up. They're behaving unfairly, illegally. We think we should investigate. Right, and they do this little informal thing, and then they do a formal thing, and then they declare that they're guilty of something. And then there's, you know, it goes. It takes years and years and years. But the it, the getting from complaint to investigation—a uh, pretty low bar in the EU, yeah. it seems to me. So I, this was because I, I mean I I would say the cloud
0: market is pretty competitive between Microsoft mm-hmm, and down.
3: Amazon which is number yeah, but they 1. Don't they, they don't care about those companies. They don't so care about those companies. They care about these little EU guys. This was right? OVH
0: Cloud, Aruba, right. which is uh, is that Aruba Networks? Aruba. Mm-hmm. and and yeah. Nextcloud right. which right. uh is weird cuz that used to be kind of an open source cloud and I guess they've kind of gone into business. And then yep. an industry group tied to AWS
3: which should send uh, up some warning flags, frankly. The yeah, AWS market is player, dominant. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. Investigate them. So but it's here we are, it's May. So these guys complained in November. They were the fourth group of the four you know, the other three companies to complain and they're acting, you know. In this one way, the EU can move pretty quick. <laughs> it's really mm-hmm. from here on out it gets into a slug. But I, I, I really feel it, first of all, what it, this complaint as as written is very vague to me. It says Microsoft is abusing its access to business-sensitive information belonging to cloud firms it has commercial dealings with. In other words, Microsoft is partnering with these companies. EU and a trust Enforce, enforcers want to know whether Microsoft then leverages that confidential information to compete with cloud service providers. Uh, okay. <laughs> so this is kind of a classic business dealing issue, you know um i think this gets solved by microsoft promising to never do that again not that we ever did it in the first place and you well know, they they I, certainly
0: I, were accused of it you know in the 90s with embrace what was it embracing yeah, yeah. devour so and I, it's funny I, apple's I, recently been accused yes. of the same thing wall street journal had been an article about apple does
3: this you i know. i just said this to brad today um this is how you know Microsoft has come full circle. This is when you'll know, and you guys will both appreciate this. Microsoft, in many ways, is acting like it did in the 90s, right? It's this abusive monopolist. It's been beating up on its competitors, et cetera. The, the, the final stroke here will be when it is uncovered that Microsoft has created secret APIs only it can use, <laughs> that it does not allow right. its competitors to do to access whatever it is, Windows or Azure or Microsoft 365, whatever it might be, right? Like, it, it's like we are literally rewriting the original microsoft playbook uh that's how you'll know that's all you know it's just uh we're, we're back you know um so we'll see but and it's not a
1: dusting off it's totally new people
3: <laughs> yes. I mean, New. Yep, ways. <laughs> that's what i mean right exactly we're back baby <laughs> someone someone found a little black book in a desk and they were like guys look at this this is this a, is cl- it's a it says plan it, for world domination It ain't done until Lotus don't run. (laughs) I don't know what Lotus is, but we should do do that. (laughs) That's hysterical. I don't know what Lotus is, but but I think we should Never heard of that, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, they're dead already. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see, but very interesting. Uh, Okay. And then blah, 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 blah. Oh, I already talked about this. So uh, yeah, this is already, I I don't know why I stuck it here uh, exactly, but. You know, Google marketing AI during Google I.O. I- is very much like what we've seen with the cloud of Microsoft in the past, and I think we're going to see mm-hmm. again with AI at Microsoft Build. Although, I, yeah, I, I have great hope that I we're going to see some I just don't imagine the
1: content. keynotes being that different, right? Like Google Keynote, like Build Keynote. Oh, you'll be able
3: to like make to the same the video. Uh, except this yeah. time it will be Microsoft people saying AI, AI, AI. Yeah, the super cuts are always fun. AI,
1: AI, AI, yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, there's already a Google... I would like a little code. credit
3: for my headline about this, though. AI, AI, IO. Come on. Anybody? <laughs> that was pretty no. good. <laughs> AI,
0: AI, it's off to work, I go. AI, IO. Yeah. <laughs> it's off to IO, I go. It's off there to IO, said. I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. You want to go to the uh, developer section of the show?
3: Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So we already talked about the first Rust code showing up in the Windows kernel, so... Sometime fairly recently, there was a security Microsoft security conference in Israel. I think we might have talked about this last week, and uh, he was saying, you know, sometime soon it's going to show up. So Mark Resinovich tweeted, "Hey, it's it's here. It's in some version of the Insider Preview program. It's not it's not in stable yet, and it's very small bits of it, right? So." Um, but uh, the system files that have Rust code in it will be noted by the underscore R. Actually, I love it edition. that it's Win32. If anything needed to be rewritten in uh, Rust, it's that. Well, they're not going to rewrite the entire Win32 API. But um, <laughs> although I, by the way, well, there are third parties base working on that exact and thing. full, and, uh, that's you know, yeah, yeah, wow. That's well, just little bits of it.
0: But oh, okay, yeah, because look, get the The full base is three point four yeah, yeah. megabytes, and the Right. The Rust and code if you is under 10 kilobytes. Was it? David
3: Weston, I think was the guy, the guy from Microsoft who did that talk. If you go back and watch that video, which I do recommend, um, the part about Rust, which is near the end, he was comparing, um, two things, K-Locks, which is a term I've not heard in for like since IBM in the nineties. You know, thousands of lines of code right mm-hmm. uh, and also just sheer code size <laughs> K-L-O-C. I i get it okay klocs right K-Locs, you yeah you don't yeah. that's not a, that's an old that's an old term but um, and ibm used to give promotions based on klocs <laughs> right? terrible was, that was terrible. their deal like they you had to create about more that. code
2: Ugh,
0: it's terrible. The stupidest
3: thing in the world yeah yep so, uh, but he was anyway. He was talking about Klox, and he was saying that it explains though, Java.
0: By the way, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, even, look at whenever you thought about Microsoft. Microsoft in the early 1990s was like, no, no. the uh, The goal is not to write more lines of code. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, you know, like so. Well, even even plate. that company at that time knew that was bad. Um, but the point of this is, it, when you look at r- adding Rust to the Windows kernel to anything, the the goals are multiple. Like one of the one of the, the things you're looking at are multiple. Like first of all does it run at the same speed or better right that's got to, you right. know you don't want it to be more secure and a lot slower so apparently rust runs full speed is great um, how much more code does it require to do the same thing actually there is more rust code i don't remember the exact number it's in this talk somewhere but somewhere between 20 and percent more lines of code that was why klock came up uh the rust equivalent of the c slash c++ apis it, it they are in fact bigger
0: yeah, because Rust just, has a lot of static typing and yeah, memory information and, and
3: uh, yeah. So some know. people look at this. like and, and I don't mean your comparison, but I mean some some people have said like this little the bit of it that they're that they've done over in Rust is like smaller than the version that was in C, but it, it's well, maybe when it's compiled, there's
0: you know there's not necessarily yeah, might a be, correlation it, between lines of code and compiled size. Right. A lot of that lines yeah. of code stuff. Is just a That's hint right. to the compiler,
3: you know? Yep, exactly. Yep. And that—that that, I was going to say that less eloquently, but yes, that is uh, basically what I was getting at, is that there are more lines of source code, but the file right. sizes tend to be smaller too, Right. So. Right. That's good. I, I know you'll
0: be
1: talking about this with Mark. I wonder about the politics of this. Is that a Microsoft? Absolutely. A, I. You know, how do you get new developers onto Windows? Yeah. How do you get the old developers to modernize? Right. Like bringing a new language in is a great piece of pressure. You know, it's I remember almost guaranteed it's going to be young developers that are using yeah, it. Yeah. I remember right. at
0: Google I.O. about five or six years ago when they announced, and we're going to give full support to Kotlin. And there was right. practically a standing ovation.
3: Oh, because, well, because Java.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but developers, I mean, you know, especially young, yeah. new developers are thrilled right. about Rust. They, This yeah, is right. absolutely. Mm-hmm. From their point of view, the right way to go, and actually, as a user of Windows, I think it's the right way to go. It's going to be mem- more memory hardened, memory safe. Um, right. This is a good. This is a good thing. It means fewer yeah. exploits. And, and
3: I'm sure we talked about this whenever that was last week, probably. But it's not like they're going to write the rewrite the entire kernel I mean, over. But I would. Love but you can that, certainly look but, at it. Right. I, I would too. But I. But let's That's be not realistic. I, yeah. But you could look at this. Source code base and say, look, where are the obvious attack services? Like the the most common. Well, Win32 we is a
0: very good place to start. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I, I was going more for like buffer or overflow, or memory attacks, or yeah, whatever. But when, but yeah, that's, that's like the problem. A... Win32 is full of that crap, and many. I would, still just, I would I let me adventure. let me help you with that sentence. Win32 is full of crap. crap. <laughs> yes, for crap. sure. Because <laughs> um, that's the oldest
0: that. part of the code base, isn't it, or among the oldest parts? Yeah, 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 yeah. yep.
3: Yeah, Winter, it's worse than that. But because what Winter, a great opportunity, too, opportunity to
1: rehabilitate.
3: Exactly. Microsoft you know, Microsoft had a, an opportunity in 1993 to write a modern API for the then-new NT system. And instead of doing that, said, you know what? We're going to make it easy on the people using the Windows Legacy. API in 16-bit. Legacy. We're just going to bring it all forward and yep. you know, make a couple of yep. – change a couple of integer sizes or whatever. And it was – I, I guess I get it but it was a huge mistake and they've been paying for it ever since you know they yeah. should have modernized it then and they would have still had to do it later again but we're stuck with the code that was created in the mid 1980s you know yeah. not, this is really old stuff this has historically been the
0: the big problem yeah,
1: yeah. maybe some of those guys get to retire now because his new post is <laughs> taking it over. <laughs> they right. can go to the golf course with the COBOL
0: developers. I imagine mm-hmm. this will be a big part of your conversation with Mark uh, tomorrow, uh, mm-hmm. next Wednesday when you talk to him. Uh, and...
1: Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, it's a lot of directions to go in there. Mark's heavily That's immersed true. in Azure. That's true. You know, yeah. there's, there's tons of important things to yeah. talk about. I mean, well, we only get so half an hour together.
3: Yeah, I mean, one of the things, I, I, I you may have a better understanding of this, but the, the core of Windows is based on the core of Azure, sort of like that. That core team is is a team. It's not two teams, right? I mean, so it's possible that a lot of this kernel work they're doing in Windows, as we think of it, will also benefit Azure.
1: Maybe that's exactly why they're doing us, because this will be code that's going to run.
3: I think inside so. of yeah. Azure, where it's going to be I mean, attacked
1: in a different way.
3: He would know that. He would. Know, I mean, obviously, he's the CTO of Azure, but but he would. You know, that's uh, mm-hmm. may explain why he even tweeted about occurring i mean you know i know i'm sure he keeps a foot in that world but you know this is probably benefiting azure as well yeah
1: no he was definitely the catalyst for rust inside of microsoft too he brought it up ages ago
3: you know what his best so i I told you i i've told people stories about mark over the years but one of my favorite stories about him was that he told me uh, and this was years ago we were at some industry event we were just walking around and he was telling me how about how he had gone to the linux community early on and said look you have all these problems in your kernel and you got to fix them because you're going to run into scalability issues. And he gave them a list of like 20 things that were wrong with it. And they told him to go F himself and they didn't need a guy from Microsoft. This is back in the Linux is a cancer day still. And Mm -hmm. they wanted nothing to do with this guy. And then he said, and then they literally implemented every single one of my recommendations over the next two Linux kernel versions. (laughs) I was like, nice. (laughs) You know, just a smart, smart guy. Yeah. 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 No, we don't the need the your problem. help, buddy. Thanks. Like, all right, everyone got the list. All right, let's <laughs> let's you get know, let's implement this. There is a
0: great uh, yeah. section in this uh, Steve Jobs book. Makes something wonderful. A exchange mm-hmm. of emails between Steve when he was at Next and yeah. Intel, yeah. uh, an Intel engineer uh, who's in charge of uh, the graphics uh, code in the microcode in the processor. This is back in the mid '90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, said, hey, we would love to talk to you because you've got a lot of graphics knowledge over there at Next. We would love oh. to talk to you and get some, some input as we design this chip. And Steve says, well, yeah, good idea, but <laughs> uh, how much are you going to pay me for our proprietary knowledge, which is hard-earned? And it goes back and forth. And The guy says, fine. And the Intel engineer says, well, okay, fine. We, 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 we're we not going to pay you for this. We just thought you might right. want to help the world. And then <laughs> and then you know, Andy, like you
3: talk about so much. Yeah, and then Andy yeah.
0: Grove writes to steve this is really a great exchange i would read the whole thing as it was very long but he writes to steve and says hey steve you know uh, when you asked me you know i i volunteered information to help you with next um uh, we're just we're we're just asking uh and i understand it's not as valuable perhaps as the graphics code but but we're just you know we feel like it's good for the computing world if if you would just share this information with us to which steve replies you're right. I've changed my mind hundred eighty degrees. Have your engineer call me. I'll tell him whatever he wants. Wow, which is amazing. It's great. not the Steve Jobs yeah, we yeah, yeah. think
3: of. Mm. It's a right. great. Yeah. Well, it, it would. It, but it took someone like Andy Grove. Yeah, right? had it. Yeah, Andy, industry it right legend, him, and guilt him.
0: And said, yeah. hey, "Steve, I helped you. I
3: didn't survive the Holocaust, so I could deal with you, idiot. Yeah, could you just, <laughs> you know."
0: He says the final uh, email from uh, Steve Jobs to Andy Grove. Let's see if I can mm-hmm. pull it up here. Says. Andy, I have many faults, but one of them is not ingratitude. And I do agree with you that in the long run, these things balance out. Therefore, I have changed my position 180 degrees. This is October 1995. And we will freely help the engineer make his processors much better for 3D graphics. Have him call me. I'll arrange for a meeting as soon as appropriate technical And info. then it
3: ended up as WinG for Windows 95.
0: <laughs> oh, it, I shouldn't say next. It was <laughs> Pixar. This He also was running Pixar at the oh, time. Okay. And Pixar did, in fact, have a... A lot of hardware right. that they were making, graphics hardware. Right, right, right. right. So, uh, what a great
3: exchange! I mean, it's several pages in this book. Um, you know, next uh, step could have been the UI. For, I don't know if it would have been OS two, but for I, IBM was had licensed it. They actually paid to license mm-hmm. it and never used it. Right. Uh, but pink. they, they, that could have happened.
0: Yeah. yeah. Remember, pink? That was the uh, yeah. Apple uh, IBM
3: uh, collaboration. Motorola, right? Or uh, yeah, I can't remember what it was. was uh, yeah. This is I'm this losing book track of these names. Trans been, what was the name of those. They were companies. Transmeta. You're talking about. Trans, Transmeta. No, no, not Transmeta. No, no, not Transmeta. Oh, Transmeta was the CPU company that uh, Linux Torvalds worked for. Um, huh? I don't remember. I don't. Yes, somebody's asking, what's ago. the book?
0: Make something wonderful. Steve jobs in his own world. This is a uh, Steve jobs archive, which is online. Just released this. And, and thank you very much again to Jameson. Who loves Windows <laughs> Weekly, but sent me this book. So, there you go. Go figure. Uh, all right. Intelligent. 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 Thank thinking. you. That's what that's was doing pink. Right. Intelligent.
3: But, uh, yeah, there was another one, too. I, I'm losing track. Of but Intelligent anyway, was
0: the IBM
3: uh, Apple. It was the, I, uh, the OS thing, yeah. Yeah.
0: You've nope. got a good memory for the good old
3: days. Mm, I'm losing it. Isn't it
0: amazing <laughs> now that that's <laughs> ancient? That's time. basically ancient history. Ancient history. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah truly.
3: I joint think th- the the stuff that didn't happen is in many ways more fascinating than the stuff that did. The the direct like that next yeah. step thing I mentioned. Next step, IBM could have adopted Next Step, and I guess we'll just call it say put it in OS two. I don't remember the exact plan, and that would that might have changed things. You know. Yeah. Taligent was a joint venture. IBM and Apple, 1992,
0: HP announced two years later it would buy a 15% stake in it. Tal OS was to be based on Apple's object-oriented operating system, codenamed Pink, but yeah. later disbanded. Right. Company dissolved five years later. There's so many stories like that in uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. I think, Paul, yeah. as you and I get older, that's going to be our, uh, our role, sort of, in the world is oh to... My God. Contextualize yeah. what we're seeing today. Oh, I thought you meant just sitting
3: on a porch and saying, well, that "Remember too. <laughs> when?
0: checkers over the pickle barrel?" <laughs> yeah,
3: you kids don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else? Any other developer news? Yes. So uh, it's kind of came out of nowhere, but Microsoft just announced that they're going to be making visual uh, a, a visual refresh Ooh. for Visual Studio, their kind of core IDE. Um, it's the first time they've done a, a change this big since 2012. Um, really Richard 2015,
1: I would argue. Okay.
3: Yeah. Remember the all caps
1: yeah. <laughs> version of Visual yeah. Studio? We're not going to talk about that. Wait There's a minute. Others, right? <laughs> variables
3: had to be all caps? No, no, no. no. The, the menus. Tabs. The, menus the menus are all
0: caps. Oh, yeah. my gosh.
3: Because it was kind of like the Windows 8 style, I guess. I think that was the point. I, it was awful. Yeah. Stupid um i think that that only
1: that meant they were able to make a studio 2013 where they took it back out again yeah
3: yeah, yeah. but which by the way i'm sure got a standing ovation as well absolutely Uh, you know so the funny thing about the visual refresh here is if you look at the images and they put up a bunch of images like this is what we're thinking and we just want to get some feedback you know um you, you run into some interesting issues where you want to add padding more white space to make it more attractive but also this is a developer tool you don't want it to stretch off the edge of the screen and you know people complain about stuff like that i i, I don't think it looks <laughs> that different frankly i I didn't see know it's
1: very minor i
3: think yeah i think so but but i think that's all you can do to something like visuals i had a
1: developer know. friend of mine send me that uh that blog post and go why yeah. is this a post
3: i know like it's, i think if it's, you it's,
1: did the change nobody would have known
3: yeah, well, uh, I don't know. The guys who use Visual Studio are very particular. As, oh yeah, know, and
1: just what watch what happens when you make their menus all uppercase? <laughs> that
3: was the craziest. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, Everything I had to be Fisher think. Price with Windows 8. That was you know, that was the <laughs> yeah. that was the the marching orders. Um, and then we talked a little bit about Build uh, 2023 earlier, I think, on air. Um, if not, uh, go to mybuild.microsoft.com. Sign in, uh, register if you haven't, and uh, you can look at all the sessions. And cu- one of the neat things you can do is kind of put some aside. They, I don't know why they do it this way, but they the language they use is a backpack, so mm-hmm. you can add sessions to your backpack. I'd like to just add them to my calendar, but whatever. Yeah. And uh, you don't have to watch them live; they'll all be available uh, on, online later as well. But there's some interesting stuff. You know, I think Leo mentioned the uh, the keynote or keynotes that will happen. There's a session on day two with Panos and a bunch of people about Microsoft 365 slash Windows, which I think is interesting. Lots of Windows content. In fact, I found more Windows content I wanted to see in this show than I found uh, .NET 8 content, which was kind of surprising to me.
1: Well, .NET 8 is not until the fall, so there's not that yeah. much. Well, but this is the yet. time
3: to kind of – yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Um,
1: um, I, I mean, I don't know why their whole marketing campaign wasn't, hey, like Chat GPT." You can make one for your company because those talks are in there and right. I'm very interested to see it. Well, what are you talking about?
3: How much yeah, data am I going to need? Yeah.
1: yeah. Make me make a private copilot.
3: Yeah. I'm hoping just to make a Thrat copilot. that just makes fun of you when you talk to it and it's go. kind of brutal. Right. Like I am. I think that would be fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> or something. I don't know. So anyway, that's so we'll obviously we're going to be talking a lot about build next week. I'm really and then probably the week after, too, because some of this stuff might not we might not know everything as of Wednesday. But the big keynote is Wednesday right before the show. So. Prepare for that.
0: Yeah. And we'll broadcast right. it uh, Tuesday and Wednesday yeah. right before uh, our shows. I'm very excited about this.
3: Oh,
0: good. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I hope I don't yeah. get let down, Paul. I didn't suggest
3: you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope You told me you were doing it. I, mean, I won't smarter. be disappointed in you, Paul. I, I, listen, I, if, no, I, if there's anything I, I can guarantee, you will eventually be disappointed <laughs> by me. Um. I'll, uh,
1: I'll, prep, I'll prep a few um, flora and fauna whiskey conversations. There you so go. If <laughs> yeah. you get to the end of the keynote and we have no Windows Weekly because, uh, yeah, I don't sure. know, then... We could talk whiskey for an whiskey. Hour, because, a it would just be like an hour began.
3: of each of us going, guys, guys, guys. Listen, listen. And I hope it's okay, Richard.
1: <laughs> but I have
0: instructed uh, our editors to take all of those whiskey segments. Oh, nice. And uh, put them out individually. I think there are nine of them, something like that, and put them out individually eight. on
1: eight. Yeah. Well, on YouTube. Eight for the Scottish whiskey. Yeah. And then it, it, we. Well, then I we think nice. it's going to be an
0: ongoing uh, YouTube yeah, series, it?
3: like a series. Yeah, yeah. I um, think that's a great. So idea. that'll be on our
0: um, regular Twit feed, which is uh, YouTube.com/twit. Uh, awesome. Really I hope that's I okay
3: that. with you. Um, I can't listen. So they're, they're so I good. Probably, yeah. I'm sure I've said this, but I I literally I have to drink whiskey on Wednesday nights. Now, thank you for that. Mm. And I we my wife and I walk every morning, and I literally tell her something about whiskey that I learned from you. <laughs> I, it's it's I, it's it's ridiculous. But you know, I mean, Richard says <laughs> that P.T. Well, I, flavor listen, was
0: I, an accident.
3: It's like anything else in life. Like, if you find a guy who's really good as an electrician, you hold on to that person. You right? bet. You always call them back. Yes. Or you have people God, you yes. trust about certain things, you know, whatever it is. I mean, Richard is a go-to guy for a lot of things, but one of them is definitely whiskey.
0: Oh, everything I, I know think- about whiskey I've learned from Richard. I mean, not even <laughs> yeah. just from that series, but from going way back.
3: Oh, my God. The first yeah. time he appeared probably on, uh, on the Windows show was live agree. event, which yeah. was, was probably a build. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think Carl might have been there as well. Mary Jo was yeah. there for sure. Yeah. And, and then you guys uh, came I in studio and we had a tasting. We had Ablor. And I okay, had a first That's the first, the first time, time I had, Avalor, I, had been, yeah. I have been buying that regularly ever since that show. So whatever that was, I have been a regular customer of Ablor. And uh, I've been drinking
0: Angel's they're... Envy ever since. See? Yeah. Really awesome. So thank you. Yeah, we it appreciate it, Richard.
1: We're um, welcome. I, I'll admit, I get a message or two each week. Asking about a whiskey of some kind. Oh, yeah, that yeah, like, yeah. but But I have $200 to spend on my, for my friend. What do you think? You
0: know, <laughs> By the spec, way, so speaking very, of, uh, of Mary Jo, I did ask her if she would join us for either one of those yeah. keynotes. And she said she's going to be mm-hmm. so busy writing it up for uh, her sure. new job that she won't be able to. What is it? For micro, directions, what, yeah. micro, my, directions? directions. Directions on Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, she's an analyst now. Um, and mm-hmm. so... She's better than
3: us, Leo. I think is what she's well, trying to say. It's okay. I think she's it's right. Okay. <laughs> I think that's been clear from day one.
1: Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with that.
3: I just, I kind of she's was hoping. Like, I think she always kind of
0: has been, really. Yeah. But... Directions on Microsoft.com. Mm-hmm. She will have. She So if you go she, to the blog, which is probably that URL slash blog, she writes the blog up there. You know. Yeah. Well, she's their editor in chief, right? Mm-hmm. So she's the she's the boss. She does the briefings and all of that. There she is. Look at that. Yeah. By the way, that's, that's a picture a, in the Twitch Studios. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Windows
3: Weekly yeah. live event, if I'm not mistaken, yes, it is a Microsoft. It is. That's
0: okay. And there's the blog. Mary Jo Foley delivers early intelligence on new developments in Microsoft Enterprise IT. We miss you, Mary Jo. We wanted to get you on the keynote, but she, I understand she's busy. We'll get her on the show. Yeah. We'll do something. You, you guys still have a great relationship. I know. Yeah. Right uh, and yeah, we're thrilled. As sooner Jameson or later, said, she's
1: going to have something to promote, and she's going to want to be <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll have her on. Ryan will come Anna, crawling
3: back like they Anna, always do. Lil, if she
1: would just write Lil a book, Lil we'd w. have
3: a we'd have an in. Leo, you know, I did everything I did
0: everything I could to could. get her to write another book. Everything you could. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am now realizing I've been looking around. This <laughs> book uh, makes something wonderful. Steve Jobs, in his own words, is an ebook is available for free on the website. That's right. The Steve hmm. job archive, but they never sold a printed copy. They printed yeah, so actually, something like a hundred for, for friends and family. So
3: Jameson, I am now even well, more. Well, your, so actually people have been printing them and I, and I believe they've been trying to shut that down. I, I think this is uh, what was distributed yeah. and I'm okay. thinking Jameson is probably some, well then that's fancy probably person. a collector's edition. You should exactly. probably never give away. But although I, I I felt like that was for the three of us, so I don't know. Do I get it for like the no! first? No, are <laughs> yes. Windows people.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, we can we can share it. I'll, I'll uh, yeah, just, we'll no, do it, it like it. a library book. I'll put a little thing in the back, and you yeah, know. yeah. Um, no, it's it's really no. This is there's like uh, this is actually imbo- a Polaroid embossed onto yeah, the. they're selling on on ebay for like a thousand bucks oh maybe that's what they were trying to shut down people were selling them on ebay maybe that's what i was thinking of so thank you jameson now i'm really uh verklempt as it were yeah nice now in order to uh, take that uh that sad taste out of my mouth let's talk xbox what do you say
3: Yes. Uh, so the EU, as expected, has approved Microsoft's 68 or $69 billion Activision Blizzard acquisition, depending on, I guess, who you ask. Um, just after the UK said, eh, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I Unbelievable. It's crazy. Um, they did make some concessions that, interestingly, were based on... The cloud computing, uh, the cloud um, gaming stuff, right? Interesting. Um, Yeah. So they have accepted a requirement that they automatically license popular. I'm sure there's a definition of what that means. Activision Blizzard games to competing cloud gaming services, right? Hmm. Microsoft said that that not only are they going to do that, but that agreement will apply globally. We're going to do this everywhere, Um, which is kind of a neat thing like it bugs me that the uk can unilaterally decide for the entire planet that this deal can't go through but microsoft can on the flip side when someone says hey we have this requirement of you here they'll say yeah we'll do this everywhere." um so this this decision this is a way that that kind of thing can benefit the rest of the world even though the eu doesn't have any legal sway over the united states or asia or wherever else so um that's cool um of course, we still have the uh, U.S. FTC to deal with. Um, and then Microsoft is appealing the CMA decision, the U.K. decision. So um, I don't, I mean, and barring some miracle, Microsoft's um, fiscal year ends in about five or six weeks. And if they don't complete this transaction before then, I think they're on the hook for $3 billion in fines oh, or so, up, uh, for $3 billion in payments. Right yeah, there, to, yeah. Yeah, to activate So
0: what do you, do you think the EU deciding helps microsoft with these other regulators like the ftc yeah. the administrative yep. judge will say oh sure. well yeah. not i
3: the, think not the eu the is maybe. the most um influential of all of these regulators honestly yeah
1: um, the eu and the ftc like if the ftc yeah, had the already FTC, said yes I, this sorry
3: point. what right what i meant by that was uh the ftc is absolutely as if not more important but the ftc has been a little more shy about this kind of thing. I mean, obviously, I know under the current administration, they're going after big tech and and all that stuff. But historically, the FTC has been kind of quiet. You know, this is the agency that passed on going after Microsoft in the 1990s. And then the uh, DOJ was like, guys, what are you doing? Uh, And I think that was a close call. I think it was like a three to two vote or something like that. But uh, the EU will pick up anything. All you're going to do is write them a letter. (laughs) They'll investigate anybody.
1: This, yeah. At the same time they're approving this are also, you know, opening yeah. discussions around cloud. It's not, right. you know, they're an active
3: uh, um, group. I
1: yeah. Letting stuff, you know, they got their agreement. They went ahead with that one. They're not sure if this one the conversations going on. I mean, it does make the CMA look more foolish. but The CMA was already pretty foolish.
3: <laughs> I, not that they needed any help. Uh, and by the way, mm-hmm in the as soon as the eu announced this the cma from the uk published a series of tweets that basically amounted to (laughs) no no i'm sorry sorry amounted (laughs) to uh hey uh yeah we know these guys said it was okay but uh we stand by our decision um you know blah 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 whatever
1: i mean Um, doesn't microsoft have the option to just withdraw games from the uk
3: I, i there's some complex issue there i mean i yeah i would I I can't imagine them doing
1: it. It's all ridiculous. Yeah, they're not
3: going to do that. But there was uh, one of the things the CMA Ray they said, you know, Microsoft's proposal, which were accepted, would allow Microsoft to set the terms and conditions for this market for the next day. What? Wait, what? (laughs) That's not what they do. It just you're actually just forcing this company to bring their games to other competing services. That that doesn't set the terms and conditions for the market. It prevents them from setting the terms and Mm conditions for the market. Um, I find that to be I, the logic here escapes me because there is no logic here, but right. uh, we'll see what happens. I, I feel like Microsoft will be successful when they appeal the FTC ruling. I see uh, the CMA. I, I don't really have any insight into that, but based on what's happening out in the world, um, I would be shocked if they didn't win that one on merit, but I guess we'll see. Idiots. Mm. Idiot. Idiots. Um, stupid idiot so uh it's the middle of the month and we have more games for xbox game pass across all the platforms uh fifa 2023 is probably the big one there um there's something called planet of lana 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 which looks like it's kind of a fun kind of a puzzle adventure game cartoon not cartoony but kind of pixar ish kind of looking thing that looks pretty cool and of course Railway Empire 2, am I right? I'm going to rebuild the it's, Makunji it's uh, train time. station. It's about time. All over
1: it, yeah.
3: yeah. It's big. So there's a bunch of stuff. And it goes through the end of the month, so I'm imagining this is probably... Wait what, a minute. You didn't yeah, mention Cassette done. Beasts? I, uh, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but... I don't either. That's yeah. got to be an interesting game. It's some weird stuff in here. Yeah. This is the way this always is. It right. I'm I'm shocked by how many games I've never heard of. You mm-hmm. know, like ever. You mean you don't know about Chicory, A Colorful Tale? Uh, boy. I've been just trying to get through Halo Infinite lately. I'm kind of <laughs> nosed down here. I
0: am playing a, a a hot new game. Very excited on Steam. Available mm-hmm. on Windows, if you'd like to play it yourself, called Timberborn. Uh, in it, okay. you play a, a beaver, and you build dams. <laughs> There's no enemies, which is... I like it, you know. and It's
3: like Game of Thrones, with, but with beavers. With beavers,
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're just building dams and things and chopping down the forest. It's a good life. Huh.
3: Life. Is so it's a like a beaver simulator. It's a beaver simulator,
0: yes. It's <laughs> interesting. Like a sergeant uh, turned me on to it. It's good. It's fun. I've never heard of it. No, fun. I know. That's it's a, It's an early release. It's my kind of game. You know, it's really like Age of Empires with beavers, basically. <laughs> And I'm there's still battling
1: and, Kerbal Space Program. Yeah, too. there's a great program. Uh, That's a great program.
3: You know, I did not put this in the notes, but Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition, The Return of Rome is actually available now across Xbox Series XS, uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming, it's Steam, my, and Windows PC. One of my all time
0: favorite games.
3: Okay, mm-hmm.
2: cool, 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 cool.
3: All right, uh, da, 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 da. oh yeah, so in the I've, apparently everyone's doing a Windows handheld gaming machine now, which is uh, you know it's kind of cool. I, I, don't, I don't have no issues with that. Um, so the ASUS has announced their Rog Ally. Did we talk about this Ally? Ally, didn't think so. Ally, yeah, yeah We did Ally. talk
0: about this last week. Yeah,
3: oh, we did. Then yeah. we skip right over that. There you go. Good. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm like you know, it's I feel interesting. Like we had one of these last week. There's already another one.
0: Steam Deck is running Linux, right? So right. that's what's interesting about the uh, ASUS is it's it's a, right. a Windows. That device
3: so yeah and there were um uh i don't know i guess leaked designs of a a kind of a windows 11 ui that would flip on only when you're on such a device which kind of like when you detach a keyboard from a tablet it kind of switches the mode oh, that's interesting and uh one of the potential uis is you just have the xbox app as the ui and then you run your games you know it's
0: also um, I mean, yeah. of interest because it's running uh an, an amd processor and apparently quite performant it's on the ryzen yeah. z1 so that's interesting.
1: Yep. Also notice the seven inch screen because yep. back in 2014, our friend Satchi told us is you're running a windows on a device with nine inches or smaller. Oh, it was free. Oh, free. Oh,
3: oh, is it still? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's I mean, I, that was, I mean, technically that was windows 10. I don't know if anything changed. You don't really hear about stuff like this anymore, but yeah. now with these new devices, maybe you will. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It would certainly behoove Microsoft to get Windows on as many of these devices as possible. Sure. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed because one of the things that the Steam Deck did is it made a lot of games work
0: on Linux that never did before. Right, Uh, that's cool. Yeah, but this way you get access to all of the games, you know, because Windows is the default, you know, platform. You can
3: install Windows on the Steam Deck, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. You have all the drivers and everything? I mean, you'd have to pay for it, I guess, but...
0: I'm not sure you'd want to.
3: But, um, no, I, right. I think you would lose. It's really designed. Sure, I'm not sure. I'm know, not sure. I'm, I was going to say lose performance and battery life, but I'm right. actually not sure. I don't know either. I don't want to say that. I'm not yeah. sure. Look at that. They have to
0: have a uh, a heat pipe to keep yeah. <laughs> the the AMT process. Oh, you're not you're not blasting your external display, are you? You <laughs>
3: might want to take your hands off of it. Um, <laughs> we have special gamer gloves. <laughs> You know? Fireproof gamer gloves. Yeah, that's it. There you go. <laughs> Plug in a controller and get as far away from that thing as you can. That's <laughs> yeah, perfect. You know, it's, it's interesting. Perfect. The it's timing's
0: crazy. interesting because the hottest game now is a Switch exclusive, is uh, Zelda, mm-hmm. the Tears of the Kingdom. Right. And it is. Right. They have sold, they sold in the first three days, 10 million copies.
1: Sure. So, it's good to be uh, the king. Oof. oof
3: I will never understand why Nintendo especially, but I'll add... Uh, sony microsoft to this list as well have not made a major mobile gaming push and the way nintendo could protect themselves is to just put their old stuff on there are you telling me that their nes games the the top 10 or 20 would not sell in the millions oh god yeah i would buy those games right now just to play the original super mario brothers you know mario Mm -hmm. brothers 2 3
2: they
0: briefly did a little experiment with apple
3: yeah, but it was just a, it was it a unique game. It was yeah. It they wasn't just a, did Super Mario. Yeah, they they did a, a special version of it. No, they. I'm talking about bring the actual bring games. games. Why not bring the? Oh my mm-hmm. god, that would be so successful. You
0: know what? I'm going to guess it's Apple's thirty percent. They don't like.
3: Okay, actually, that could be. And since that Apple be, is probably going to have
0: to cave on that in the EU, in, at least yeah, maybe Apple, that would be interesting. if Nintendo offered it in the EU only. As Apple has load.
3: special deals, though, with um, certain companies where they true. lower that price. It would be, and I, be and 15, Nintendo yeah. and Apple kind of... Sh- imagine if they were uh, Apple Arcade yeah. games for some amount of time first or something. I mean, it's crazy to me they don't do this. I, I it It's just money on the table. Stupid.
1: I don't think Nintendo is struggling making money. No, I know. That's true. <laughs> no. But, no. No, I and,
0: hear you. And but it sells their Switch, right? Because you have to sure have a that. Switch.
3: So... Well, they're Although going to Switch announce sales a new console dropped. as soon as this year. Yeah, so yeah. Switch sales are tumbling too. as we yeah. talked about last
1: time. Well, week. S- I would say slowed.
3: Slowed. It yeah, so was crazy right, right. high. Tumbling yeah, is not. Micro- the word, Microsoft no. would still give you give up Windows if they could get that kind of sale. <laughs> yeah. On the uh,
0: <laughs> Surface. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, service? No, Surface is gone. Can we have the, the Nintendo Switch sales, please? Yeah. We never did service. We're sorry about service.
1: Service? What's that? We'll, yeah, I'm we'll so sorry. Gift, we'll gift wrap Penos for you. you <laughs> <know>? <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: you take Penos. He loves Japan. He's we'll really take me into a that. Whole...
1: and uh, just
0: call it even. Yeah, yep. he's yeah, gonna live in a good. building with paper walls. It was walls Shiguro, That's all we ask. <laughs> uh, we are gonna do yeah. the back of the book, which may or may not include some whiskey. It will. It will. But first, I just want to do. I'm gonna. I call this uh, ha- uh, handing out the begging bowl. I <laughs> uh, just a plug because I know some of you who are avid listeners of this show or any of our shows also have companies. You know, maybe you're uh, the CMO or uh, you're in charge of uh, media buying for uh, your company. And have you ever thought about buying ads on Twitter? I guess is is the question. Let me let me give you the pitch. Uh first of all because of the way we do ads and we kind of invented this in the early days of podcasting our host read ads the when i do an ad it is and i treat it this way an introduction i am introducing you to our highly qualified audience of listeners and it it really it really weirdly works let me give you some uh stats 56 percent of podcast listeners just in general pay more attention when a host reads an ad on their show i would say it's even higher on our shows. Our when we talk about our audience, seventy-two percent of our listeners have a job function directly related to technology. Eighty-seven percent are decision makers in tech and IT. Eighty-seven percent, and we have very um, affluent audience, uh, top earners. Sixty-six percent of our audience, two-thirds makes a hundred k or more. Twenty-three percent over two hundred k. So this is an audience you want to reach. If you have a good or service in the tech sphere, I think you really want. Actually, we do a lot of consumer goods, too, from clothes to sheets to jewelry. And we've been very successful to to food boxes. We've been very successful with them. Plus, we do something kind of, uh, I think, I'm very proud of. Over time, Lisa and I have built a, a continuity department. Very, you know, this is something a TV station would have. I don't think most podcast networks have. We have Debbie and Viva and Sebastian and Lisa and Max and Ryan who are there to serve you for everything from copywriting to graphic design. Uh we when we do the ads, they're unique every time. We don't pre-record ads and, and stick them in. We guarantee over delivery on impressions. So when you know, when you buy a podcast ad or any media ad you're buying. Uh, a certain number of impressions. We guarantee you those impressions and then some. Onboarding services, detailed reporting, free of cost if you're a direct client. We'll offer you courtesy commercials that are shareable across social media and landing pages. Those are very effective selling tools because you can put that on your website. And now it's one of us, Jason, Micah, Aunt me, talking about your product or service. Uh, and, and you know what? I think we're... I know our audience values, our integrity and honesty. So when they see those ads, they know they're real. They're genuine. We uh, will put you in our newsletter. We get a lot of freebies, uh, mentions in the newsletter. That goes out to thousands of fans. We, we have recession bonuses right now. Wish we didn't have to, but, hey, we understand, you know, times are tough, and we're partners with you. We'll help you with social media promotion and even value add. You'll, we'll put you on shows you didn't even have to buy. <clears throat>
2: I'll
0: give you an example. You know, we talk all the time. Uh, on this show and Security Now and others about this, uh, the Things Canary, right? You've heard those ads. The founder over at Things, Tarun Mir, has been very kind. He says, uh, this is a direct quote, we expected Twit to work well for us because we were long-time listeners who, over the years, bought many of the products and services we learned about on various shows, right? You know you do. We weren't disappointed. The combination of the very personal ad reads and the careful selection of products that Twit believes in Gives the ads an authentic, trusted voice that works really well for products like ours, like this canary. And He he left the quote with this, 10 out of 10, we'll use again. <laughs> They've been with us for a long time. Many of our advertisers have been with us for many, many years. And Cashfly, been with us for more than a decade. Our listeners are a highly intelligent, heavily engaged, tech-savvy audience. You know that because that's that's you. Uh, and if you're ready to elevate your brand, we would like to make an introduction to our audience of your brand, launch your campaign today, break out of the advertising norm. And that's, that's the the hard part. I understand for a lot of companies, podcast advertising is an unknown. We're an unknown. You watch the show, you tell your boss, you you tell your marketing people, We gotta be on Twitter often as in the case of Haroon, that makes the difference. You're, you're going to them and saying, you know, I think we should be on Twit. Check out what we have to offer. If you want to know more, twit.tv slash advertise. Twit.tv slash advertise. I'm very proud of what we do here at Twit. I'm super proud of our team, and I think you could benefit. So reach out. Twit.tv slash advertise. Enough said. Let's get back to the program. Uh, I muted their mics so that neither Paul nor Rich could say anything. We (laughs) muted ourselves too. (laughs) We are not children yet. Nor snorts of laughter. (laughs) What's your tip of the week,
3: Paul? Well, I'd hope this to be uh, to be a better tip because I was hoping it would be available by now. But any day now, Microsoft is going to release an updated version of the Windows 11 ISO that you download from its website, right? So if you go to, let me find the site. well, microsoft.com slash software dash download slash Windows 11. If you just Google download Windows 11, you'll get to the download Windows 11 page. There's an installation assistant if you're running Windows 11. There's a create Windows 11 installation media choice, right? We use the uh, media creation tool to uh, download the ISO or create a bootable USB or DVD. And then there's the third one, which is download Windows 11 disk image ISO for X64 devices. Uh, there's only one choice there. Windows 11 multi-edition ISO that means during setup you'll get to choose which edition, right, that you install. So you choose that and you can choose your product language, English United States in my case. And Windows 11 is only x64 and what this thing is when you download it today is Windows 11 22H2. So you have to install updates to get up to date. However, anytime any time any day now Microsoft is going to update this so that what you download is 22H2 plus all of the updates that have come through the May 2023 patch Tuesday. So that means you get moment one and moment two, all of the CFRs that have occurred in between, and including that last one, which is the one that adds that toggle switch to Windows update, remember? So it's really up to date. The problem is I kept checking this thing and it's still on the old one. So the file name is Win11 underscore 22H2 underscore English in my case, underscore X64V1. And that's if, if that's what it says, don't bother. That's the old one. I'm waiting for this thing to switch over where it says V2. And when that happens, I will be, uh, you know, doing what I do with these things, but anyway, it's coming. So I was hoping by the time the show started, this would have happened. I've checked it three times today. Still hasn't happened. Uh, it is going to happen soon. So the minute the show ends, it'll happen. Yeah, exactly. I hope so. I've been, it's been days. Um, I've recommended, for the epic. Uh, I've recommended Brave in the past. I use Brave because my web browser gonna, is very strong. You're not going to do this to me again. Strongly recommend it again. So, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> here's the deal. So, well, this there there are various tools you can use online, yeah, to see how well your your browser does to uh, protect your privacy, right? Uh, the electronic what's it called? Freedom front, front EFF, EFF, yeah. Yeah. EFF, yeah, as something called Cover Your Tracks, for example. Yeah. Um, Uh, browsers like chrome and uh edge in particular very unsafe especially if you haven't installed any um you know extensions like uh privacy badger is a great one that will kind of help a lot but out of the box brave is is the safest one by far and what it does particularly well is block uh, third-party trackers but third the people that make third-party trackers are starting to figure out that these things are being blocked and so they're starting to use these insidious new ways to kind of emulate first-party trackers or latch on to first-party trackers. And so now uh, Brave is adding uh, features to control first-party trackers. The issue with that is first-party trackers can be useful, right? So for example, when you go to, I don't know, outlook.com for your email, you want it to automatically sign you in every time you go, right? And, but I guess they they basically looked at this and said, well, how many sites do do you use that you want that? Would it make sense to block that on most sites and only allow it on the sites that you choose? Right. So they're adding a feature that is called forgetful browsing. It will debut in two versions. <laughs> That's a great so name. I, yeah, because <laughs> it sounds like it has like a like a, <laughs> bad a memory it's issue, a, it's but
0: that thing. Yeah. yeah. Can
3: I get it if I download um, the beta? Yeah, it's in. I actually, I think today it might be in Canary. Okay. Um, the version okay. you're looking for is 1.53. Okay. The current version is 1.51. <laughs> That's on the desktop. It's a little different on Android, but um, what this is going to so it's going to work in one of two ways. One of two ways, you could just go in and, and uh, there's already a I should say there's a control in um, Brave called Brave Shields, and if you click on it, it will show you all the trackers that it blocked for the current site. Like on my site, for example, it blocked approximately eleven hundred and um, ten blockers. But <laughs> just um, yeah, I'm but they're going to add an This <laughs> yeah, no, no, you should do it. It's, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> they're going to add an option for uh forget me on this site you know so um but you can use it in two different ways you can just use the browser normally and when this when you don't want to be remembered at a site you can check it for that site and it will always work and the idea there there's a lot of reasons to do this and some so of them it's kind are, of like know. reverse incognito mode right like it's what we thought yeah, incognito
0: it, mode did but it actually is doing
3: it y- yes so, so like uh, so this is a little strange so some of these are are, are borderline. People are going to say, "Oh, I don't know about this." So one of the ways you could use this so is, this is you go is to one point
0: five two is the beta.
3: Is that not? Oh f- no, it's one point five three is the one. Okay, the one. so it's probably so whatever the next one is. It it's was. one yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you go to a site where they're like, "Hey, we're like Bloomberg does this. We're going to let you read like a certain number of sites uh, articles per month, and then you have to pay." You know. And you can actually start off the fingerprinting so it doesn't know that it's you and pre- presumably you could use it to kind of bypass that kind of thing. So there is that you know, that part of it. Um, but from a privacy perspective, what you're trying to do is reduce your footprint on the web, right? You're, in, in this case, they call it a fingerprint, actually. That You don't want sites to be able to follow you around, basically. So the other way you could use it is to say, I'm going to turn this thing on for the entire web, but the sites that I do want it to me, like Gmail or Outlook.com or whatever it is, Amazon, maybe you can say, don't forget me on this site. Like I, I want, you know, you'll just say I'll, I'll uh, basically block lists most of the internet and then, um, okay. The handful of sites that I do want that capability. So it's coming soon. It's not there yet, but I was trying to find it, I guess. Um, no, not the no, because I, I have
0: 1.52, so it won't be in here yet. I'm it just, won't be in beta yet. Not not just yet. So I,
3: I think they're on the same four-week schedule, right? Is, is Chrome three or four weeks now? Four I can't weeks? remember. Three. They said it. I think they changed three or four. It to three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. So I, they're on the same schedule. So it's going to be somewhere between you know five and seven weeks from now because they I think they announced this a week ago. But uh, I believe it's in Canary now. If you want to test it, um, there's other stuff they're doing with regards to first party. Uh, cookie and other storage, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, this is kind of the big one that's coming up. So that's just a – And Brave is based on Chromium
0: like Edge is, Mm -hmm. uh, like Google Chrome is. So it's fast. It's compatible without everything and so forth. It uses uh, Chrome extensions and Mm so all of your things. But it has built in a lot of the things that I use extensions for. Out of the box. I mean, this thing
3: is better than Edge with Privacy Badger. It's even got a VPN, Brave Firewall plus
0: VPN. Yep. Yeah, you have okay. to pay for that, yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. I, you know, I like Brave. I've always used it uh, as kind of an alternative browser. Mm-hmm. I prefer it to to Chrome, I guess. Yeah. So
2: yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Boy, they're adding a lot of features since I've used it last. There's now Brave Talk. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that you can join a meeting with grave instead of say well I, google
3: meet if you google want to see a lot of teams. features run microsoft edge like i i wrote the edge chapters oh, three gosh, or four yeah. months ago i they have to more stuff. do yeah. everything they've yeah. changed so much yeah, yeah it's crazy it's hard to keep track of
0: all right uh i think we should get a little runner's radio update from mr richard campbell
1: uh, this is a show we've largely talked about already on uh, on Windows Weekly. This is the dealing with vulnerable Exchange servers. And I talked to Gareth Gedger about this. This is episode 1880. And we were specifically addressing uh, older Exchange servers that are in hybrid mode into uh, M365. And, and Gareth made no bones about the fact that the way that Microsoft evaluates email coming from a hybrid join... Server gives it more privilege than coming through any other mean, and so the fact that these machines are being exploited to send spam uh, is a problem for Microsoft. And so they're the main thing they're doing is they're rate limiting the amount of email, which is not going to affect a normal organization, but it sure does affect a spammer. The and and then we got into the great conversation about just how badly the Exchange team communicated this. And just sent Exchange server <laughs> uh, admins through the roof. Uh, it is a very specific case for a very specific reason, and, uh, and it was good to uh, to address this. Uh, and they're doing the you know the best they can the way they're doing it. He's a reliable guy on this topic, and it was great to to, to just validate with somebody who's really in there. This is what it's about. Nice. Run radio
3: yeah.
0: dot com. And now the moment you've all been waiting
1: for—a <laughs> drink. I'm taking the easy path, you know. While I'm on the road, uh, we—I was in the Netherlands last week, so yeah. This is a whiskey that's actually from almost my backyard. There's a suburb of Vancouver called Delta. It's very much a farm community, and there's a small distillery there named Goodrich and Williams, and they've been making um, some very nice. Whiskies uh, based on Canadian grains, largely, and the one I picked here is their northern grains. So, scroll to the right there. Oh, um, okay, not uh, western,
0: not western grains. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Let's go yeah. farther north. There oh, we that go. That looks completely yeah.
1: different. <laughs> to the northern grains. So, this is um, wheat from British Columbia, northern right. wheat, Interesting. and uh, malted barley combined. French oak, uh, which they are actually diagnosed those from. Our wine region, the Okanagan Valley, literally follows the line of uh, semi arable desert through Columbia Valley, Willamette Valley, down into Sonoma. You know, that's all the same stretch. So, the Okanagan, very much that same style thing. So, they're getting used to oak wine casks from them, grain from from BC, and they've been making uh, a no age appellation. So, you know, it's only three or four years old, Uh, but it's for $40, drinks very nicely. Unfortunately, relatively difficult to find because it is such a small distillery.
0: So, uh, the only Canadian whiskey I'm f- familiar with, of course, is uh, Crown Royal. And royal and or, Canadian or, Club. Or cocktail go to right? yeah the Canadian yeah. club I'm sorry yeah club Canadian club so is there a kind of style
1: the Canadian style that this
0: shares yeah, and, or? In, and
1: this one this one doesn't follow that oh, okay. the traditional Canadian whiskeys were prohibition whiskeys they were relatively inexpensive whiskeys designed to be smuggled into America because you guys had gone insane
3: and so they <laughs> right.
1: Uh, they had a, a lot of
3: insanity, but yes, yeah. So,
1: so they were more like bourbon. They were corn and corn uh, and malted right. barley, right, right. and often a fair bit of rye. In fact, a lot of early Canadian whiskey was largely rye, rye whiskey. But right. all of yeah. that was shaped by prohibition. And I, I have been assembling notes for a while now to have a talk about prohibition in general and how it shaped the whiskey industry around the world. Nice. Um this is not that whiskey. This is a, a very much a 20th century small scale uh, distiller that's making uh, remarkably good award winning whiskey right in BC. Goodridge
0: and Williams Northern Grains. And I had no idea that you and I were in the same valley. Uh, Okanagan Valley goes all the way down to Sonoma.
3: Yeah. Very much between the two. And thanks to global warming, it will soon have exactly the same weather as you (laughs) did. Yeah.
0: That's really interesting. So uh, it's two different – well, one's the sea, right? Or no? No, no. It's mountains on both sides. Two mountain ranges. And they just go all the way up to Canada from here.
1: All the way. Yeah. You're exactly right. I have
3: Are you trying to suggest that the border between the United States and Canada is arbitrary?
1: It's made up.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thunk it? we're in uh
1: here we are broadcasting to you from okanagan valley Mm. south oh i do have some i do have some friends up there so i'll do a couple of shows from there with a collection of wine with me i'm
0: sure it's wild i had no idea wow all right we'll try that northern grains i hope you have fun in antwerp richard uh Uh, leaving tomorrow oh you've already you've already done your thing
1: yeah all finished yeah recorded some shows did a couple of stage productions had a great time So, uh, yeah, Build next week. But, you know, know. we'll be hanging out on Tuesday and Wednesday.
0: Will you be at Build or will you be home?
1: I'll be at Build.
0: All right. So we'll have a reporter on the ground floor. And you, Paul, will you also be at Build or will you be at home?
3: No, they did not invite the press. Mm. What is Richard? (laughs) Richard is a podcaster.
1: I mean, (laughs) yeah, a trusted friend. Yeah, I mean, as a podcaster. Wait a minute, you're a po- wait a
3: minute. No, no, I, I no, I mean he's going to be helping with podcasts. Oh, their and, like, podcast. So, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think podcasters would should count as press. It, maybe it's just me. I could not agree. And yeah, you no, are a podcaster, he's, he's, Paul. If nothing he's, else, he's, you are a. I mean, I feel like I've been doing it for a little while. I wouldn't yeah. get too ahead of myself. Uh, <laughs> cray, but, cray. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll we we yeah, will be doing a a cool live stuff. coverage. So uh, Windows Weekly kind of will be back Tuesday. 9 a.m. Right. Pacific, noon Eastern. Uh, that is 1,600 mm-hmm. UTC for live coverage of the keynote, which we believe will be now, it was Sacha. Is
3: it now Panos? No, no, it's still, it's a it's a bunch of people. It's going to be okay. Sacha, the guy from OpenAI, a bunch of other people. Panos Sam Altman from it.
0: OpenAI, Sacha yeah. Nadella. It will be the AI keynote, we, we, we think.
3: America and America. then
0: Wednesday, the following day, Another keynote. And, you know, there's some thought that perhaps it would be an announcement of Windows 12. We don't know.
3: I heard people were tired of not having cats. Oh,
0: more cats.
3: My cats <clears throat> are annoying and they don't like to be held. So she's. You call her Asperger. Mr. Whiskers? I call her Little Cat. <laughs> <laughs> little Cat and Big Cat.
0: <clears throat> well, now we've got a cat tail in the show. It's uh, It's just like it yep. used to be. There you go. Paul Therott is at therat.com. That is his uh, website, and you should definitely be a premium member. I am. You should also check out his books at leanpub.com. Of course, there's a field guide to Windows 11, which has a, a chewy uh, center of Windows 10. <laughs> and, yep. and then there's an entirely another book that he just released called Windows Everywhere, which is, that series he was doing uh for premium members on Therat.com about, you know, kind of all the programming languages and stuff, it's kind of a history of Windows. It's a history, yeah. History of fascinating. fascinating. Oh, history of Windows. Sorry. Uh yeah. Windows everywhere, both at leanpub.com. You set your own price, by the way. Uh did, are there hard they're hardbound
3: editions, right? It's not just e ebooks. So I I it's uh, oh boy. So with the Windows Eleven Field Guide's not done yet, so I can't do a printed version. Oh, I see. Yet, you I wouldn't want I one. Cause it's it's be, tough because it changes yeah. so often, but yeah. I can do it. Um, the Windows uh, Everywhere book—I can't. It's too big. Hmm. Can't it's get just it bound. Too thick. I, it's I've never found thick. a way. I've tried. Like I try to go through Amazon. I've tried. Wow. I've tried different services, and it's just too no. big. Like every time it comes back, it says, it's, yeah, "This it's is what big.
1: happened to J.R.R. Tolkien with yeah, the Fellowship exactly. <laughs> of the Ring. Right? Too That's big. That's right. why made the print.
0: trilogy." Unbelievable. Well, good job, Paul. Yeah. You just write like the Dickens literally charles it is, dickens it's a big it's a yeah, big book paid by the word uh richard campbell's show run as radio and dotnet rocks his shows because you know what he's mm-hmm. a podcaster he's not a journalist he's a podcaster mm-hmm. available at runasradio.com. as uh and we look forward to see what you do at build that'll be fun we'll have some fun yeah we do uh, windows weekly every wednesday 11 a.m pacific 2 p.m eastern time 1800 utc if you want to watch us do it live you can uh, all you need to do is uh, go to live.twit.tv. There's streaming audio and video there. Uh, after the fact, we make on-demand versions of the show available at twit.tv slash Of course, now, if you don't like ads, you can join Club Twit for 7 bucks a month and get an ad-free version of this show and all the shows we do, plus shows that we don't put out in public like Paul's Hands on Windows, which is an excellent show. Uh, there's Hands on Mac. There's li- uh, uh, Untitled Linux show. There's a whole bunch of great stuff. Uh, we just launched Scott Wilkinson's Home Theater Geeks. Uh, so you're supporting the network. You're getting ad-free shows. You're also getting access to the Club Twit Discord. So uh, if you're not a member, please check it out at twit.tv slash club twit. We would love to have you in the club. We also have uh, a YouTube channel dedicated to Windows Weekly. Actually, you'll find a link at the Windows Weekly site at twit.tv slash uh, dub Or you could subscribe in your favorite podcast client. That's probably the best way to do it. We don't care. how You can watch it any way you want. YouTube, on the website, podcast client. But it's easiest for you, I would imagine, to subscribe. That way you just get it automatically and whenever you're in the mood. You've got it there on your device. Uh, we have links to some of the big podcast clients, but also a link to an RSS feed so you can subscribe anywhere. I hope you will, and I hope you'll be back. Remember, we start early next Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, and then Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, and then the regular Windows Weekly right after uh, those keynotes from Microsoft. Build. Have a great uh, trip home, Richard. I, ho- I hope you travel well, and we'll see you up in uh, Redmond. Is that where Build is? Where is Build?
1: Uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's in Seattle. It's in Redmond. Okay. It'll be in Seattle. Seattle, okay. I think I Across the board. Uh, yeah,
0: it's easy for you just hop in a car and say hi to the Mounties as you drive by. Drive down. Yep. Good. Uh, Paul, we'll see you next week, too. And we see mm-hmm. all of you, I certainly hope,
1: on Windows Weekly. Bye-bye. Hey there. Scott Wilkinson here. In case you hadn't heard, Home Theater Geeks is back. Each week, I bring you the latest audio video news, tips and tricks to get the most out of your AV system, product reviews, and more. You can enjoy Home Theater Geeks only if you're a member of Club TWIP, which costs seven bucks a month, or you can subscribe to Home Theater Geeks by itself for only $2.99 a month. I hope you'll join me for a weekly dose of Home Theater Geekitude.